giving away tickets to Guinea Fest. Yeah, yep. we're giving away oh, we're, cool. gi- we're giving away two tickets to Guinea Fest. So that's the best. I think that's I think that's the most productive yep. way to do it. One of our moms runs that actually. <laughs> Who? Anush Karibian O'Connor. Yeah. Anush. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. She's she's actually she's one of the people that yeah helped with us Stepan. out. With yeah. Stepan's a good friend of mine. Very good guy. Showtime. I'm guys. a big fan. I think. Stepan. Yeah, I'm a big fan of that guy. Um, Everybody loves Stepan. Alrighty. Not everybody. You can't say everybody, really. Everybody secretly loves him. Yeah, I think so. You're right. and, the, and the closet lovers. Yeah, it's just like the wise ones. <clears throat> it's crazy how many people start talking to me, but nothing. During the show, they don't make a sound, though. What do you mean? They won't comment, but after, they'll come up to me. Hey, you guys Can are I saying Can I get your this? autograph? No. Uh, no. You should tell them to comment on the damn show. Yeah, that's right. I was like, okay. Well, tell me, Jenny, you okay? Yeah, I'm adjusting it. because I'm looking at the visual of what I'm seeing, like what everybody's seeing live, and I'm, I'm okay. just small and blocked by a microphone. So there is that go. better? There you go. That's the closer, The closer it is, the better you sound. Okay. There we go. I, that's why I sit so close to the cameras. Otherwise, People, You'll they disappear. Would, yeah. They wouldn't Nobody know you're would there. <laughs> Hormone would be lost. I'm and not going to say a word. Can, on I just, can, I, can I just adjust the camera really quickly? Go right. ahead, bro. I'm go so ahead. Sorry. You're going to mess with us all day. Anyways. Go ahead. He's going to make us redo everything over again. Oh, we have to call Jenny back. The camera was a few millimeters off. <laughs> Remember every word you guys said. Right. <laughs> I'm not able to sleep at night. I'm sorry. Thanks for joining us, Arnold. Oh, thanks for having me, guys. <laughs> thanks for the grand entrance, amigo. <laughs> All right. Oh, you look better now, Arno. No, no, no. It's not me. It's Jenny. We want to make sure she's centered. <clears throat> Arno, but you okay. do look I'm better centered. now. But you can't see you. Yeah, he's well, yeah you can. He's Hold on. I'm, I'm, I'm almost there. There's a delay. It's his shirt. <laughs> That's the problem. It's the camouflage. You know what karakara means, right? Okay, good. <laughs> good morning, Lady and gentlemen, <laughs> Good uh, happy morning. Monday. Yes, TGIM. Uh, yes. TGIM. Today we have a very special guest with us, Miss Jenny Yetim. Thank you. Am I pronouncing it correctly? Yeah. All right, because a lot of people, they pronounce it a, a different way, which it is, is... It is Yetim. Yetim. There we go. Yetim. Yes. Um, and, the, and the meaning behind it? It means Garden of Eden. It's still not centered. It's still not centered. Uh, What's not centered? Uh, He's pulling, jerking your chain. That's perfectly centered. Is it not centered? Are you kidding me? It is centered. It's beautifully centered. It's not centered. Uh, It's centered, bro. Anyways. Your your eyes are not even centered. No, I can't see Henry's left tit. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Sorry, Jenny. X-ray vision, buddy. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, okay. to come out one time. It, we had we had to start off the show very vulgar right away, right off the bat. Arno says he can't watch the, this episode. It's eighty pixels off. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, Jenny actually opened up a very interesting Facebook page, which has, which I learned something today. It doesn't have five thousand six hundred followers. It actually has. Almost 20,000 members. 20, over 20,000 members. And um, it's the very popular and infamous Mamain with an N, Hokin. Yes, yes it's Mamain Hokin because in Western Armenian, it it's qualified that way. I know in Eastern Armenian, they'll say it's wrong, that it, it's supposed to be Mamai Hokin. Uh-huh. But it's 
for us, when I when I named the page, I speak Western Armenian, it became Mamain Hokim. Like the one, there is one, one mom's, like your mom's singular soul, right? Like uh-huh. Mamain Hokim. Kuzavagat Mamain Hokime. Oh, that's so. That's okay. Uh, that makes sense. Makes now. sense. So, how much backlash did you get with the mother soul? I still get it. I still get it every once in a while, and we still have to explain that it was intended in a certain way. It's like you spelled it wrong. <laughs> you spelled it wrong. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Like with the last name, they it, thought it's. It's like you? you spelled it wrong, but it's okay. I'll still. Just... <laughs> <laughs> so the page, the page itself is. So twenty over twenty thousand members. members. Yeah, inside the secret group. Inside the secret group. Now, this secret group is something where I mean, how how does I mean, obviously, it's a secret group, but I mean, as far as access to it, it's invite only. Yes. And how do how does somebody who, as far as females, correct? Only females. Only only women. Only women. One man. <laughs> and one, one and one man. man. <laughs> well, you know good. what? The funny thing is, I get Facebook statistics. Um, Facebook gives me statistics as the admin of the page, and there are some. Men in there, it'll it'll it tells me that there are some men because some of the couples share a Facebook profile and they set it as the gender being male. Uh, okay. So Facebook does think that there are some men in the group, but there really aren't. So for the women that aren't on Mama Hoki or Mama In Hoki, uh, how does how does how does somebody gain access to it? Uh, well, you have to be invited by someone that's inside <coughs> the group already. So the so private call the private mm-hmm. the Yeah. What do you mean a cult? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what a cult is? Trust me, it's not a cult. It's the female version of Freemasons. (laughs) (laughs) Freemasons require three people to vouch for you. Mama and Hoki requires seven. I think it's two people. It's two people. The the people who are recruiting you, they came three people. You're special. Yeah. (laughs) When they came for 100, it was two people. A lot of my closest friends will joke with me that they were member number 250. Like I populated the group myself in the beginning, the first night, two nights with a lot of my close female friends that Uh were moms. And then from there it grew. And within the first year, it was a couple thousand. And then it just kept growing from there. We're going into our sixth year now. In August, it'll be six years. Wow. And 20,000 women all around the world. And there, and the topics that you guys talk about, can you give us just a brief example? Because obviously, I'm not on it. Henry's not on it. Edgar's not on it. Sure. Armun's not on it. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I mean, what, what are some of the topics? Because obviously, there's a bunch of stories out there of people talking about like, oh, my kid got a rash. What do I do? And, right. and obviously, this is not a it's – it, it's nowhere to go get medical advice. No. And there's, and there's, there's a, a disclaimer. There's a big disclaimer on there that says – this isn't a medical advice forum. You're not, you shouldn't come here seeking a quick fix to a, a, a problem, even if it is a rash. I mean, we allow the post to go up because we don't want a mom rushing into the emergency room for hives per se, an itchy rash. Would you be able to share some of the subjects besides? But like yeah, of course <clears throat> the health is, it's very um, almost marginal. The health yeah. questions, um, You'd be surprised. How so, much How much are will, women willing to share is my main question. So that was the reason I created the group to begin with was because I was, um, I was pregnant and some of my mom friends added me into mainstream mom groups. And they weren't participating in those groups, I realized. So because we have the kind of questions and concerns that 
you would think it's it's not right or appropriate to ask a question about family disputes or you don't get along with your sister-in-law or you have an argument with your husband. Um, and they didn't seem to be posting anything really deeply personal on these mom forums. Um, so I wanted to make an Armenian forum where they could participate and that's the irony of it. It ended up being exactly that. Like this forum where women, even though we all know each other and we might be walking around Glendale Galleria and recognize someone from Mama Inhoking, it happens all the time, they'll still post questions about marital disputes, infidelity, domestic violence, oh. child abuse, neglect, alcoholism, um, autism, spectrum disorders. There's a lot of questions about kids with special needs, um, mom, single moms, single parent families, um, you name it, C trouble with relatives and in-laws. Members help members in a sense? Yeah. Very much so. That was the intention of the group okay. is to create a, a safe space um, where moms can interact with each other and basically take care of themselves in order to take care of their children and their families. That was That's the other dual meaning of Mama in Hokin is that, you know, you'll call your child Mama in Hokin Estun, you know, but then there's also Mama in Hokin. Soul. The soul of me as a mother. My soul needs to be nourished in order for me to function well as a mom, as a partner in that family dynamic, to be a good sister, mother, daughter, friend. If I'm not fulfilled, if my if I'm not communicating and my voice is not being heard, and the only person I'm communicating with is a child, at some point I reach a a capacity like I will reach a limit where I no longer am using all of my my brain synapses not you know like mm -hmm. you can only do so much and get so much back from your child of course you need an outside group <clears throat> and when you're at home and you're a new mom for at least the first few months your sleep wake cycle is all on them you sleep when they sleep you wake when they wake you're breastfeeding you're feeding all through the night you know whatever they consume your life. You don't realize it. You're not socializing with your friends as often as you used to. You're not probably communicating well with your spouse as well as you used to. People will tell you, go out on a date with your husband, and you're looking at them thinking, how do you date when you have all this <laughs> stuff is going on? You're not sleeping. It's hard. It's hard. And so what do you have? I mean, we talk about it. I joke with my friends. Our kids learned how to use the phone so quickly because this black thing was in my hand while she was eating from the time she was born. She saw this. This motion is a first language to her. Mm -hmm. They learn how to use these phones before they learn how to speak. They know how to navigate that technology <laughs> because their moms are on my mind hooking. <laughs> Well, looks now like with Mary's, Mary's with, Mary's with twenty thousand members, there's going to be a lot of posts per day. There and, are, and the way I understood it is, you read through all of them. I do now. Um, for about three years now, I've had it said to um, approve the posts because there was a while that I would, I, it was open that everybody could post what they wanted to post, um, and then I would look through after the fact and delete things like ads and mm. you know inappropriate posts. 
Um, and then I realized I can't keep up once we hit like 10, 11,000 members, then the posts got to be 50, 100, 200 posts a day and you just lose track. Sorry, Jenny, let's just keep this a little bit closer. Sure. Sorry, there we go. Of course. <clears throat> so what qualifies a, something that you would take out of the... Definitely advertisements. Okay. Um, it's funny. Like there came a point last, like five years ago, where we said you can't post um, your coffee cup. It's really funny the things that you end up coming up with in a mom group for Armenians. Don't post your coffee cup into the group and ask in, like, people have, to have somebody yes. read it. Are you serious? And then, did someone actually life. read it for them? Yeah, we had wow. a good two weeks of Armenian coffee cups going into the forum, and I said, "Basta, we have had enough of the Armenian shit. coffee cups." <laughs> I was the reader. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was looking at you for. I was putting two and two I together. As much as I, I want everybody to appreciate people's faith and values and beliefs, we don't allow posts about Tukhtugir um, or Sanakji. Uh, I don't know. I forgot what you. What guys the hell's call a it? Horom, basically. No, Sarachin and Horom are two different. Things. If you dislocate yeah. your shoulder or something. Yeah, like I've been to Sanuchi. I've had my. A, I've been to Sanuchi too, but. Hold on, hold on. Instead of going to a doctor, you go to somebody's house. Yeah, Sanuchi yeah. is a village orthopedic surgeon. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Meaning word per word. Hastan, there was this Sanuchi. His name was. Um, what was his name in Abu Dhabi? He would only. <laughs> he would treat everybody, but women. He would always tell them, "Go stand over there," and then run towards me and jump and then he would what <laughs> hold them and do some cracking or something it's but so not a, like basically a chiropractor it's, yeah, chiropractor. it's a chiropractor basically, basically yeah. they they feel up your bones they could actually like say where your bones are and they align it and they pop it. and this is a well what, actually sanuchi? A sanuchi yeah. actually now i think it's closer to a reiki healer in a way because it's like there was a lot of this action involved yes. in it. You and know, like they feel your energy and then all of a sudden, tap, bam, tap and you're... Uh, I, 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 I think JJ's un, uh, aunt's husband was a son of Jean Glendale at one point, if I remember correctly. So it's, it's not it's not Horam or anything. No, right? no. It has nothing well, we don't allow questions about that. Horam's Hor- Hor- gone. God rest her soul. God rest her soul, yes. And I mean, the list goes on. No vaccines. We don't allow questions or comments or really? posts about vaccines. Well, why? why? Because whatever side you take on it, it's controversial. And whether it's a question or a post, it just creates that open comment field at the bottom that is a landmine, basically. It's like a soapbox for whichever side. And they just, start, people it, it go just at goes, it. they go at it. It's It's a subject that. Sometimes you don't want to just sit there and watch them go at it. No, I don't. Thanks. So I mean, you're you're, you're, you're basically. I have pharmacist friends that can give me Xanax for that at the end of the day, but no, thanks. So Sunakchi is actually a Turkish word. Yeah. Uh, Jacqueline uh, Marashlian actually commented. Hi, Jackie. So, I can't see who's commenting right now, but I trust you're, you. You're guys. probably delayed. Oh, okay. Possibly, but uh, oh. it's a, I guess it's a Turkish word. Mm-hmm. Our, our language is mutilated. I swear to God. <laughs> Why mutilated? Yeah, because I don't, it is. It's not a bad thing. It's a, well. What do you mean? I'm not. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but it's it's a sad thing. It the is, fact that it, it's, uh, the it's fact that we can't use truth. all the words that we should be using. That's a bad thing. I promise. It's a sad. Thing. I promise. Hi, this, Mary. If somebody spoke, Hi, uh, Mary. 
a formal Armenian, you probably would understand 40% of it. Yeah. Formal Armenian? Correct. Gerapan. Yeah. But I mean, uh, yeah. formal Armenian is completely different. I mean, there's four. I could, someone could speak formal English. I might not understand, <laughs> understand them either. But Exactly. But I mean, it's like, for example, what do you call a vacuum cleaner in Armenian? Porsche. <laughs> there's... Really? Yeah, no, yeah. no, there's no, no. another there's word, a, for it. word for it. Or like a balcony. What would you call a balcony? <laughs> there's <laughs> words in there's words in Armenian where Harry we just Pot. that's no. what they call it. No, but those are all made up things. Yeah, those are all, of course they are. Haripat, really? Yes. You really think they call it a pregnant wall? A pregnant wall? I'll ask my father. What was the word for now He's that a... you mentioned it? Now I'm trying to I'm struggling to remember Maybe my Maybe we should put Armenian. it on Mama Yoki. Badishkam. Badishkam. There you go. Badishkam, Badishkam exactly. is balcony. Yes. Not go. balcon. But the thing about Armenian, it's funny. We talked about this last week on take two uh, because we meet on Thursdays and it was right after genocide, um, Armenian Martyrs Day. My four grandparents are genocide survivors and all four of them are from Aintab. And they are all what we call Dajikahos. They grew oh. up speaking Turkish. I speak Turkish because of them. My Armenian is is populated with French and Arabic words, Turkish words that... You know, when, when you look at a zipper and you say fermetur, you can write that word in Armenian. I grew up for most of my life thinking fermetur is Armenian. Really? Yeah, I That's did. There's some French in there, isn't it? It is French. Fermetur is French. Yeah. Yeah. So you could do a lot tour. of Lebanese people use a lot of French. A lot of French words, yeah. My wife's name is French. So is my daughter's, Mireille. Oh, that's, yeah. never, that's a nice name. I've never heard. Mireille. How Mireille. do you spell that? M-I-R-E-I-L-L-E. Now you know how my wife's name actually with Jassi. The, Mama Ayoki. Um have you thought about making something for the dads? There is, bro. Well, not, somebody else Andre Andre made it. Created a group yeah. for the dads that ended up being exactly a casual it. social group, right? Baba and Goki. But I realized that men don't communicate the same way as women. They don't use Facebook to socialize with each other. And oftentimes their problems are discussed over beer and a barbecue. Yes. And they don't need, they don't not need, but they don't look for groupthink the same way that women do. I thought we think identical all this time. That's what I thought. <laughs> really? <laughs> You've been yeah, watching CNN too. Absolutely too, right. Too long. Absolutely right, buddy. No, mate, that, everything makes sense. Though. I've been following the wrong YouTube videos, I guess. Oops. Edgar, I didn't mean to stop answering your question. There's yeah. like a handful of rules, like a group guidelines that I came up with, but it was a working thing. Like, it's funny. No tassiography, no horom, no vaccines, no ads, no referrals. It was a work in progress. You start doing it and you realize, oh, as you go. pivot. Oh, pivot this way. Like, as you go, there's been things that come up. You, it, was, it was all a filtration process. Yeah, You're basically taking out and... I'm, I'm, <laughs> It's not working too well, but hey, you know. I just thought you can't put horum, but you could put an anal word. Picture <laughs> people. Will come. Oh my gosh! Ew, no. <laughs> oh god! Is this a word or is it herpes? <laughs> my husband came home with this. I was just at Coachella. What do I do? Oh my god! So what are you doing? I like, heard about that. That is ridiculous. They, they, have, they have an app. Do you get like now. Armenian woman posting something like, "My husband has this on his"? No. <laughs> What what's like? Give me an example of what someone would post. I've never been. We've had. Post. I mean, it's it's so. Um, it varies. It, Weirdest it, it, one you've seen. It goes across the spectrum. 
very um, broad spectrum. There's no weird. I would just say we had one post a couple years ago that was an anonymous post to give you an example of something that it was surprising. This woman wrote to me and she had been married and to someone that she described as the wrong person, Jack. I think my moms, the moms that are watching will remind me. Um, are we throwing names out there? No, no, no. Jesus. It was an anonymous post. Let's not do this to Jack. Okay, 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 okay. It was an anonymous post, so she used um, Zadskanun. She used anonymous oh, okay. names. Jack. Jacob. One was Jack and one was something. I can't remember. But basically, she married what she felt was the wrong guy. She divorced that guy, got together with the new guy. Um, also named Jacob. There was children involved, and it was kind of like, oh, but no, during her marriage, she had a baby because she had an affair with the guy that she wanted to actually be with. Holy oh. crap. She was Something sharing like all that. This. You guys, and it, but it anonymously, I shared it on her behalf. Wow. So that goes um, deep, baby. she wanted to know whether she should tell Jack, who she ultimately ended up with, that the child that came out of that marriage ostensibly may have in fact been his. You understand what I just yeah. described? Basically, it's Maury. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm opening up an envelope. Yeah. That when says, it comes to 13 year old, you are not the father. You are not the father. Does it get the Jerry Springer level at any time? You're no. the financier for 13 years. Oh my God. But, but I mean, we have had a lot of, I mean, those kind of questions. We've had domestic violence, um, families that ask about drug addicted 20 somethings that have, you know, tramadol or other opioid addictions, marijuana. Um, other substance abuse, alcoholism, um, a lot of families with uh, children with special needs. Yeah. And we have had special activities for, for those families um, at places like We Rock the Spectrum. You know, we just want, we want to be a group of inclusion, basically. That's what I've always strived to be is inclusive. You know, we've had egg hunts, play dates, um, beach outings, park outings, you name it. It just... You organize all these events yourself. Yeah. But for the last two years, two and a half years, I would say I've had to retreat a little bit inward and focus more on the fires burning at home. Um, as a single mom, hi, Armen. You remember that story? Hi, Rebecca Madatian La Russo, all the way in Arizona. We miss wow. you. Yeah. Um. Rebecca has seven children, you guys. I think eight, eight now. Eight, eight, yeah. Rebecca Ooh. is super mom. Andre, you know her? It's uh, Alan's cousin. Yeah. Alan is? Our oh, friend. Is. Every time I meet a Madatian, oh. I, I always joke they with them. Are you related to no. <laughs> but the they eight are. other Madatians that I know? That's another <laughs> cult right there. That is a cult. <laughs> There's more Madatians than you have members. <laughs> <laughs> So I mean, in, that's so true. In essence, Mamai Hoki has become not. I wouldn't even call it a social media page anymore. I would actually say it's an organization. Yeah. It it has become something of an organization. Three years ago, we started trying to be more of an organization, um, and incorporate nonprofit. I'm moving a little bit more towards developing an app at this point to facilitate. Um, instead of the group being overrun with referral questions, baker, doctor, lawyer, you know, we can. Have babysitting that babysitting services. services have the app facilitate that apartment search, babysitting search, Jenny's list, you know, like Angie's list for yeah. all of the referral <laughs> directories, things like that, That's just great. to make the forum go back to what it was originally, which is 
the deep heartfelt questions that you know the heart and women talk to each other about so i mean you know originally when it started that's what it was as far as women coming out there asking for guidance to each other Mm -hmm. what does it become now what is it now that you're that you want to bring it back to what it was before it's just a lot more of the referral and directory questions so it's like somebody says oh i need a i need a i don't know jenny's list now so like I need a carpenter and they say, oh, use this person, use that person. Is that what yeah. it's The become? best cult says, <laughs> husband search. Is Jackie. That what, is that what Jackie oh, said? Oh, Jackie. <laughs> Jackie is the big chiga. Is she single? And Jackie is a single mom too. She okay. is. She has a, a 10-year-old, 11-year-old son. Um, her brother happens to be our professor. If you went to Glendale College, her brother is Professor Levon Marashli. Oh, my God. I know my- Professor Marashlin. Baron. Baron Marashlin, yes. He drove a G35 coupe, <laughs> teal color. I was like, oh my God, this yeah, is the coolest. No, college. No, 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 go to college, bro. Marashlin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Marashlin. I took, I took Armenian courses mm-hmm. with them, Armenian history with them. He drove yes. a really nice G35 teal and they had just come out. I was like, why are you driving a coupe? Because I want to feel young again. I was like, holy <laughs> crap. <laughs> But um, I don't. I won't say that the group has changed, or it's not anything that I don't like, or anything that I'd want to stop from moving. And I mean, it's good that there's action. It's mm-hmm. good that the women are still participating and communicating. I think it's great. Um, I just want to pivot again, I guess, to bring it, bring it back to a place now with twenty thousand members where we can be of bigger help, of bigger benefit to moms that need that kind of support so is the filtering as a problem is that what what it is or it's just no i think i guess um what do you mean by filtering just the fact that i have to go through that approval process all that stuff and besides that i'm sure there's a lot of people who have actually been kicked out of the group as well for really nope i think i've only had to remove maybe five so maybe just go five five women five female members not guys no No. but i mean like there have been some people, um, you'd be surprised that in a group of 20,000, let's say, or even when it was five or 10,000, that um, I will hear from 20 friends of mine about one particular member, that one particular member makes a name and a reputation for themselves among such a big group. Like they are... They oust themselves in a sense. In a way, like they need to become the center of attention. They comment on every post. They need to ask lots of questions. They stir up drama. And that's something that Mama Inhokin really is not. I know Mary was joking about it the other day. We've become a punchline for a Mary Basmajan comedy sketch, (laughs) which makes me feel really good. You know, when you get to that level that Mary's referring to you, it's like success. But we are not drama to be really honest i think i've only had to intervene in like 10 10 dramas all in, this time six all years. this time in six years That's it's not, not a lot considering one a year all women and twenty thousand women in one page 10 is really not a big number honestly and that's because of how i've felt about it from the beginning i'm not the mom expert that's why when i when you guys asked me to come on the show I, it, it kind of surprised me because it's not about me. Mama in Hokin is not Jenny's page. I think of it more as it's like the United Nations and I have that honorary UN Secretary General type of, you know, I'm Kofi Annan in a way. And every mom is their own little nation. Every family is a nation. And we're just all dialoguing amongst each other. And I'm trying to bring some kind of harmony and understanding to the moms. 
this is what she's trying to say. And this is what she's trying to say and try to broker some kind of middle ground. Because as a journalist, that's my background. Like mm -hmm. I understand what each person is saying, even though maybe the words come across a little bit argumentative or diff difficult, you know, and yeah. just try to find a peaceful common ground. Jenny, if you don't mind, can we go back before Mama's hokey. Let's get the story <laughs> Mama of hokey. Jenny before the... Jenny before Mama and Hokin. Oh. Yes. Oh, Jenny is years. the next Ellen. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Only if I get my hair cut like you, Jackie. Oh, Jackie has oh. short hair? Jackie just cut it really super short. And I've been thinking about that for a while to do like an undercut and do like a mohawk type of thing. But, you mm. know, that's still a thought process. <laughs> um, so I graduated from Catholic high school from Shamanad in uh, West Hills. I went to Armenian school for some of my life in the... Um, elementary school. I went to Ferahian. I went to Faith Baptist, where my daughter goes to school now. Um, a few other schools here and there. I moved around for my parents' work, and then I graduated from Shamanad. And we didn't have a lot of Armenians back then at the school, so um, I, I was always active in Home and Men. I did AYF for a short time. Um, and then I went to Glendale College, which is how I met a lot of my friends that Henry knows. <laughs> Uh, through Usanoh, which was a student periodical. And that's actually where um, I credit Usanoh with changing my mind about going to law school and making me decide that I'd like to be a journalist full-time, aside from my work with Aspares and other Armenian publications that convinced me uh, legal writing was not the kind of writing that I needed to be doing. I wanted to express myself, ask people questions, you know, get Get people's story. People's story is very important to me. Like what you guys are doing, you know? What's your story now? Well, when, <laughs> when, we, when Usanov started, there were uh, just a handful of us putting things together. But uh, after a few publications, I guess a lot of more people started going into it. And yeah. the ASA started jumping in. Yeah, that's what we wanted. We wanted to be the voice of Armenian students. Um, class of 97, Rebecca, I was there from 93 to 97 and I'm 39 also but younger than most of my classmates so um, so the newspaper the newspaper so we were we each were kind of an ambassador in the schools that we went to some of us were at GCC CSUN UC Irvine then I went to UCLA for to finish up my undergrad, USC for my master's degree. So we were each an ambassador on our different campuses, and we would disseminate the newspaper and solicit more writers and co contributions from, from our classmates. We really wanted to give a platform and a forum for Armenian students to be communicating with each other. Um, I guess, unfortunately, with time and, and getting into our careers, things kind of uh, social media social media too. no actually we were way ahead of of social media we had usanoch.com we stopped a little bit after friendster came about it wasn't as if we we didn't even okay. make it through myspace um we were a little bit ahead of the the social media and all of news going online curve um and now i know newspapers and and um I mean, ASAs and stuff, they all have their different way of communicating. We were using, um, God, what was that list serve? If you were in ASA, then you would know. 
there was an email listserv that was an email blast that we would all communicate on. I mean, people just communicate differently now. The necessity for an usano is not the same as it was when we were we were out there. Yeah. When we were Usanogs, there was a need for Usanog. And yeah, because they're... all the Armenians want, from every uh, colleges and stuff wanted to communicate with each other. When they had events, they want to invite everybody over. Isn't would... that what ASA was doing, though? Well, ASA jumped into Usanog. So ASA, there was always an ASA. There's yeah. always been an Armenian Students Association. Yeah. We were operating as Usanog, the periodical of Armenian That's like students. a newspaper for so everybody. So it was a newspaper... And as staff members, being at every different college, we were trying to get more um, articles and, and writers, basically. Like trying to be a platform for those so, students. So two of our friends asked, Hi, me, Viola. asked me to ask you about oh, dear. Genugo. <laughs> Could you go into that one? Was that Shaki or Ara that did that? No, that was... Once, once you say it, I'll give them the give you <laughs> no, the. No, it's okay. So Janugal came up from the fact that they tease me about having encyclopedic encyclopedic trivial knowledge about just about anything. So if you ask me a question, I open up the Rolodex and uh, it's like Google Jenny, Jenny, Janugal. So Jenny List will work one day. <laughs> yeah, so what, what they said, it was Jairo and George. Oh, hi, Jairo. Hi, George. Yeah, they were saying, you know, anytime we mentioned someone's name, and she, she was like, oh, yeah, Henry, he was this, and he was born at this time. He lived at this place. <laughs> this is the phone you number. Do have that type of memory? <laughs> I do. Wow. I get impressed with people like that. Like, okay. I know this one aunt of mine that remembers everyone's birthday. I, my own family member, I'll forget. My own. <laughs> so after you UCLA, you went to USC? I did. So after UCLA, I took a gap year. And then um, right around that time, sorry, there's I think there's moms that are asking in Mama and Hokin what's going on with the link, but I'll take care of that in a second. Um, I took a gap year from 2000 to 2001. And in 2001, my dad was in a severe car accident. And um, it really forced me to pause to reconsider what I would do with my future at that point. Um, so I took one more year off. I had already been accepted to the USC graduate program in journalism. And when I started feeling a little bit more comfortable, um, I went back to grad school from 2002 to four, and I did my master's in journalism. Mm -hmm. And that that is being on the cusp at the wrong time of <laughs> things going online. I have a master's degree in print journalism. Oh. <laughs> but, it's like that doesn't exist anymore, really. But, no. you know. But you're doing journalism currently. Yes. Right now I'm the editor of the California Courier. Most people know that as Harut Sasunyan's newspaper. Harut is a well-known columnist, um, activist, and he's run the Courier for 30 years now. Uh, the paper has been active since 1958 and um, 68, sorry. And yeah, I got the job last year in February. One of my colleagues, um, Serge Samonians, he was the editor for 30 years. He passed away, unfortunately. And I had edited for them in the past. Um, and so Harut turned to me and asked me to take over the editorship, and I said yes, and here we are. It's been really great. Wow. Now yes. you, you have that job. You have Mama Inhoki, 
You have the child, six year old. The child. The child. <laughs> we're talking about this. alien <laughs> resurrection. For him, the they are aliens. If you only knew me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have, a, I have a daughter, Mire. Um, she'll be turning six in a couple yeah. weeks. And uh, what do you want to know about her? Tell me. What kind of a kid do we have? She is. Funny. She's smart. She's outgoing. Um, she and I are like an old married couple, I like to say. Uh, we get along really well. And it's just her and me at home. Yes. Um, I don't like the phrase single mom. I because it kind of it's predicated on my my marital and dating status in a way. Like single mom. It's it's more um it's not about the mother. It's about, it's not about the relationship and it's not about the child. It's about me, single mom. Like, I don't know, but that's what I am, I guess. And, um, she, I think you guys were asking me earlier, she has a heart condition. Yes. So, um, she was born with a heart defect called tetralogy of Fallot and, um, had open heart surgery at eight months old. Yeah, I know you make that face. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, I actually never really considered it up until last year. Um, when she started becoming more and more of a real real <coughs> character, real person, and I had a, such a deep relationship with her, then I realized the doctor told me she could have died on that table. And they stopped her heart. And, you know, her heart and her blood was pumping through ECMO machine, and uh, the through the machine, through, through cardiac bypass. And... They told me she might not wake up from this. They told me she might need a pacemaker for the rest of her life. They told me she could have brain damage and any number of things. But for me, it was like, please just fix my kid. You know, and, and if they didn't give do me the back, surgery, what was the? The outcome would have been that with the condition that she has, um, it would have caused uh, cardiomyopathy. Mm -hmm. Like the, the wall, the lining of her heart would have thickened eventually to the point where her heart would have just not beat stop, anymore. Yeah. It would stop. Um, so, and in honor of her, I don't know if you guys can see it, but I got a tattoo last year of wow. a scar of her scar. Wow. That's her sternal incision. And that's the, uh, chest tube. She actually came up to me last year, um, with a Barbie doll. She said, mom, I drew on my Barbie. And I was this close to getting mad at her. Cause I'm very protective of toys and, and things like you know, take care of your things. And um, I was about to get mad. And then she showed it to me. She said, it's my scar and my butterfly. I put it on the Barbie. Oh, wow. And wow. I thought, oh, son of a gun. Now not only can I not get mad, but I don't know why I'd been thinking about a tattoo for a couple weeks before then I realized, okay, that's what I'm I'm going to do. So she knows how to push your buttons. Definitely. Yes, she does. <laughs> Six years old, they know very well how to she press your buttons. Very well. Yeah. She knows very well the buttons to push. But I'm very good at telling her, hey, you're being a little manipulator right now. Don't fake cry. Don't, you know, don't put on a show with me. Just be real. Like, we really understand each other. And that comes from, that came from being a single mom. Nice. A lot of things shifted after the the marriage with her dad ended. 
and I had to be on my own with her, a lot of things changed all at the same time. Um, so my dad passed away in 2015. And then very soon after that, my mom's cancer came back full force. And um, we were, we just, it was one hard, difficult situation after another. And um, I wasn't physically in good shape either. I was, I was dealing with a lot. And um, I, I wasn't as focused on her or me. I was kind of just in crisis mode all over the place, putting out one crisis fire after another mom, her, me. And then little by little, there was nothing left when you're burning the candle at both ends. Soon there's no candle. And then September, 2017, when pretty much everything was said and done, the marriage we decided to end. Um, My mom had passed away and she and I were living together by ourselves. I realized I have to become everything that I used to think or feel made me feel bad or selfish or guilty that I need to work again on things that make me feel intelligent, that make me utilize my skills to write, to edit, to read, to think as an adult, um, to teach again. I need to go back to the gym and get myself into good physical shape because I have to be physically well to take care of her. Um, And I need to start communicating with my adult friends again in a real sense, not just online. I know that's what we all have resorted to. You had (laughs) not just mama. I know 20,000 people to communicate with, you know, the text messages, right? Um, Yeah, of course. That's the way we, that's the, the language nowadays. Yeah. That's, that's the communication. We don't get to sit down and have coffee with our friends and really interact. Um, I'm envious of groups that do like groups of friends that get together once a week, once every two weeks with their families. Like it's amazing. I'm so envious of you guys. Welcome to we the can... once a week hangout. <laughs> we, we can make you one of the nuts. Thank you. Can I be a nut? <laughs> She's a Sometimes She's you a feel like a nut. I'm a cashew. <laughs> we usually start you up as a numb nut, and then you gotta work your way. You gotta up work there. your way up to eventually wise nut. Thank you. It doesn't start off. It's actually wise. slower than the the Brazilian jiu-jitsu belt system. Yeah. <laughs> My daughter's doing muay thai. I don't think there's the belt system in there at all. <laughs> but she'll kill you. <laughs> He'll come up with a system for muay thai if you really let him. Now with, with the with the um That's so sweet, Viola. Thank you so much. <clears throat> what did Viola say? Self love Jenny John. You need to be her rock. I'm on the oh, same yeah. boat with my two boys, but you need to take care of yourself first to be able to stand tall for her. God bless you. Yeah. And it's true in every way. And yeah, sometimes you don't. Um it's it's everything. I know Edgar was joking that his wife doesn't remember to do a manicure before weddings and doesn't do her hair all the time. And that's totally me. So when I see my daughter get lip gloss in a goodie bag and she's putting it all on her face and um, where'd you get that from? Cause it wasn't me. Like, where did you learn to model that kind of behavior from? Because look at me. I, she didn't learn it from me. I'm very, I'm a tomboy. Yeah. Well, yeah, kind of. Um, she doesn't see heels on me all the time. She sees me in chucks and jeans and a sweater and, you know, just normal mom uniform, right? Like Exactly. That's what it's called. Mom, mom uniform. uniform. <laughs> That's what it is. I give props to the moms that can chase their kids around the park wearing heels. I can't do it. 
<laughs> what does Rebecca say? I don't have friends to even do those things with. I don't have to make friends. And most women don't want to be friends with a mother of eight. It's too much chaos. Ah, Bex. Now we're going to all cry on the show. <laughs> well, I mean, think about it. Let's, let's be honest. Who wants to have a guest with eight kids come over? She's, she's well, there. you just right. go over to her house. My house. Go to her house. Go to her house. Go to her house. Go to her house. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's cool, but think she, about she it. Can go, I have four kids house. come by. The whole house is immense. With yeah. two, my two kids and four more kids, they leave in three hours. The whole place is trashed. No, that's wow, kids. And then your wife cleans it all. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love that. Notes, yep. He's like, yep. What I'm not do? doing any of that. Oh, I help. I help. What do you help with? I'll take the trash out. Yeah. That's I'll all. do the dishes. It's equal. It has to be equal, you guys. It has to be equal and comfortable. I mean, as far as like <laughs> division of household chores and rules and things like that, everybody does what they're comfortable doing. Well, I want to touch on something that we obviously is a, is a problem. Sure. It's probably a tough subject for you to talk about, and it's obviously divorce. Yeah. Uh, you went through a divorce. Yes, I did. Um, and one of the topics we did talk about prior to the show was you touching base on what you just said, equality. Everything right. having to be done. I think equal. I watched a little bit of that divorce yes. episode and about yeah. dating. Did you guys talk about dating? We talked it was it was marriage, dating, sex, the whole nine yards, all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. Co-parenting. Co I remember you guys as well. were specific. We're not shy about it. Yeah. So That's totally I mean fun. I mean it's a tough subject for you to talk about as far as the divorce itself. He and I are still really good friends. Which I, is a good thing. Yes. We were friends. We met when I was 15. Um he was my friend, my brother's uh biological brother's teacher. Um, and so I met him. Wait a minute. Yes. Biological brother's teacher. Yeah, I have. Okay. So anyway, I have a sibling <laughs> and, um, he was in fifth grade at Ferahian at the time. And, um, you don't have to talk about it if you don't want to. No, 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 no. It's okay. Um, so her dad was, uh, I see. was the English teacher of that class and that's how we met so we've been friends since um i was 15 and he was what 25 at the time and then we did what some armenians tend to do we stay friends and then all of a sudden it changes and you realize you could date and we dated we got married and then we realized after she was born and we experienced all these stressful situations that perhaps we're not meant to be married to each other we are not meant to be spouses to each other in one household. And I've talked about this on our Take Two program. It's not anything that I am I shy away from. Mm -hmm. He and I are friends, and I talk openly about it with him and amongst our friends because obviously everybody's concerned. They don't want a child growing up outside of a non-nuclear family, you know? Of course. It's not the – It's it has become the norm, but it's yep. not a comfortable – norm per se like nobody really wants that child to experience that challenge of not having mom and dad live under the same roof and see a dual parent household and i think learning how to fragment their feelings in a way of course and i think it's it's a lot more difficult when for example um it's an armenian girl call me crazy i don't know especially in the culture that we have and the society nowadays mm -hmm. it's much harder to raise a, a daughter than it is to raise a boy i it's it's interesting that you say that. When I was pregnant, I wished for a girl because I was afraid if I had a boy that I wouldn't know how to raise a man. 
I wouldn't know how to raise that boy into a man. We were it had nothing to do with her. The, the of course, dad. yeah, yeah. It just had to do with um. I I just don't know. I I don't know how to turn a boy into a man. I don't know how to take his emotions, harness them effectively, squash bugs, um, all that stuff. You know, no, rough totally and tumble. But the funny mean. thing is, I do that now with her, and. I, I rough and tumble. We do Muay Thai. I let her beat me up. Um, Tough love. Yeah, we do very boyish things together because I read this book called Father Need. One word, Father mm -hmm. Need. And it said little girls need their father for different reasons through different ages. At age four, mm -hmm. age five, she's going to test her feminine charms on you to see if she can bat her eyelashes and wrap you around her finger. You're the first man she's going to fall in love with and the first person that is going to unconditionally love and accept her as a girl. Ooh. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Unconditional love is something we've spoken oh, about. Yes, I remember that. I watched okay. that. Do you want to finish this one thing? We're going to unconditional. No, 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 no. We'll get, we'll get into that, but that's something I want to go back on because um, I believe in unconditional love to okay. a certain extent. That how is there an extent no if it's, if it's on, unconditional? Okay, we'll get back to it. We'll get back to it. We'll get okay. back to it. We'll get back to it. Okay. Don't so give me that dirty case. look with that little <laughs> smirk of yours. That's not a smirk. He gave me a smirk. It's a beautiful smile. Oh, and God. Yeah, and a wink. Hi, Claudia. Nice They're going to go to the back room soon. <laughs> yes, I agree with Claudia. It is, it is best to move away from something toxic. It's not the person per se, it's the relationship itself that in that Petri dish of our home was creating mold, toxic yeah. mold. It wasn't a flower anymore. It was just not beneficial for her to be watching two people who grew apart and fell out of love with each other, which is a very, it's a very real thing. I know you see it on soap operas and, and TV, TV dramas and comedies. Oh, we fell out of love with each other, but that is what happened. Yeah. I think it's a healthier, it's healthier if the, it's a better breakup than it is, you know, a catastrophic or like a major breakup where there's fighting all the time. They mm -hmm. don't talk to each other because eventually one or the other won't be in that kid's life right. as often as they're supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And when it's, for example, if you have boys and there's a father that's not in the kid's life, those boys don't have father figures. So what right. happens is they look at other men or friends that might be of bad influence to guide them in a certain way. But think about what happens to women in that and, situation. Which exactly. And now vice versa if, for example, if a, if a little girl doesn't have a mother figure to kind of help guide them in the direction that they're supposed to be in as far as everything. I mean, from school to life to including puberty. Their puberty. Mm -hmm. If they can't turn to their dad and say, hey, dad, something's happening to me. It's, it's I did, though. See, I had an amazing relationship with my father growing up more than I think any arm. I, I don't want to say any. Um, not to speak in extremes, but I don't know a lot of Armenian women that had the kind of close relationship that I did with my dad. I talked to him about everything. When I say everything, he knew all my business and I knew all of his. And I mean that in, in every way. And so going into a relationship, <clears throat> I learned to ex expect unconditional love and acceptance mm -hmm. from the person that I'm with because he loved and accepted me unconditionally. And I think that's the important part of a father being involved in their daughter's life. Yes. So she doesn't look for a man to fill that role for her because she'll find toxicity all over the yeah. place. 
the, the relationship I want to build with my daughter, and I told my wife this is, they're they're all right till now. She's she's one in six months. I give her tough love. I toss her around. I mm-hmm. I basically I push her away sometimes when she's you know when she's acting up, and I give her that tough love because I want to make sure she's she's a strong woman when she grows up. But at the same time, there's for me there's boundaries where obviously when she gets to a certain age, there's topics I don't even want to talk to her about. Why? Because I'll, I'll personally and think, I face that now. They yeah, I, I think I'll feel comfortable. Your kids are to that they age. They ask me questions that I'm not ready for. I do, I just walk away and I say, talk go to talk to your mom. mom. That's I so can. funny. I I'm very open with my daughter about things. And um, I, won't, I, I won't tell you guys, I guess, the gory details of the kinds of things that yes. when you share a house with the young child and they follow you into the bathroom and they're with you all the time, the kinds of things that you have to end up explaining to them. Um, but that just makes her more cognizant and unafraid of things that are coming down the pike. And when you're a man, my dad knew, and I knew my dad knew because he would go out to the market and buy the things that I needed at that time that you don't want to talk to your daughter about at age 13. I'm glad we're all on the same page here. We're all totally on the same page. Yes. At the end of the day, you have to teach the daughter that it's not a shameful thing that's happening to her. Oh, no. It is a natural part of her life cycle and hand her that box of, of whatever it no, is. No, my girls aren't even or there. Down the line, I know. No, 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 no. Where do babies come from? Yeah, exactly. That question is yeah. not easy for me to answer. It's not. I've answered easy. that for my daughter already, yeah, believe I it or my, not. Look, I know Viola, Viola's my older sister. That's my cousin. And right. yeah, she says it's wrong, right? But it's just not easy for me. Is it easy for you guys? Like, do you? I think, think I could talk to her. her I you think you can? I, I think Armin you said something talk- really interesting. If a girl trusts her dad, she will talk to him about everything. Speaking from a personal experience, Armin, that's very true. I trusted my dad implicitly, but he also trusted me, and that's what. It's that mutuality that's so important. It's that the daughter knows that at age 13, 15, 17, 21, that dad also trusts her to make the right and wise decisions, that there's not this specter of doubt hanging over her head that every step that she takes is going to be wrong or that she's going to be invalidated somehow. So what I would advise Arno is that as the little girls get older, is to be there and defer if it's like uncomfortable you want you know you don't want her to be embarrassed about asking you let's say like if i mean let's say let's say for example a six seven year old comes up to you and says where do babies come from what the hell do you tell a kid do you really want me to tell you what i've told my daughter (laughs) oh god i've heard many stories do you give them the should i lower my chair or should i (laughs) (laughs) i told her the god's honest truth i gave it to her in like a in in a but it was also an opportunity to explain to her um uh, physical boundaries personal bubble space like you don't touch that part of a person's body if someone asks you to touch their you know uh private um <laughs> 30 second delay 30 second you delay you spelled that with the purity <laughs> <laughs> That was an Ara Arzumanyan question right there. <laughs> it's spelled with a P, but pronounced the B. With a B. Yeah. So anyway, no, I explained to her like because of everything else. It was just kind of like a life cycle issue. Mom, this happens to mom because she's a grown woman. And she asked me, where do babies come from? And I explained from 
the it's like a tunnel. Like I, I explained all of this to her. You guys, I mean, I don't want to embarrass no, 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 Arno. No, 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 not at all, not at all. <laughs> We're not like I said, for me, it's just I'm just curious as to how that conversation or how that topic comes up. It comes up because they notice that there's first of all they notice a similarity but slight difference between the mom. And uh-huh. then a boy will notice that there's obviously complete disparity between their body and their mom's body if there's, you know, bathing and stuff and naked household. You know what I mean? Like, there's no body shame in my house. There never has been. I'm not growing up and not now. So um, I guess that's where it starts is shame. And I know um, Armenian women, it's a big issue, shame, amot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a... a therapist that gives seminars at Ararad about um, a lot of different topics and one of the big things she talks about it it carries into every element of the Armenian life Armenian families Armenians in dating Armenians in divorce shame everything comes with a level of amut to it we don't talk about things and that was one of the big things that I wanted to break with Mama in Hokin is there is no Amot. There shouldn't be amot. There should be modesty. There should be sanctity. There should be a lot of things. You can have your faith. I'm I'm a woman of great faith, but in many ways, I don't I don't carry that over into shame. I won't make a person. I don't judge. I really don't, and I don't look at people's decisions that they make for their lives for the experiences that they want to have. Um. As, as shameful, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like date, date who you want to date. Date several people if that's what, you know what I mean? Like you're not hurting anyone. If you're being ethical and they know that you are dating more than one person and you're, you're experiencing your life that way and you're not hurting anyone, you're not wrecking a home what or what have you, mm-hmm. experience your life the way that it makes your heart and that other person's heart feel good. No shame. Now, we talked about the divorce situation and the whole, sure. you know, the kid and everything, but now the whole unconditional love. Yes. You believe in unconditional love. I, okay. Unconditional love is something that I've tried, I've grappled with for a really long time because um, I didn't, I had an interesting relationship with my mom growing up. And Mama in Hokin came about also not just as a um, is there's some comments that we should touch on. We will, we in will a little bit. Okay, but from what I'm understanding is you had a better relationship from with your dad than you did with yes. your mom. Isn't that obvious after 15 minutes of talking? Absolutely, to me? Yes. yeah. Um, she she and I were a challenge. I we were a lot like each other, but very different in fundamental ways. And um, I got to know her not as that um, ethereal mother figure, Mm -hmm. maternal mother figure, but just Alice. She was a human to me. She was a person. I loved her, but there was something lacking, and it was that, the unconditional love and acceptance. Um, There was always... uh, more that could be done differently that could be done um, wrong criticism um, judgment disapproval 
it came in many different facets. So you leaned on dad more. I did until his accident. And then I had to lean on. I did have a relationship with her. But it, again, like I said, it was very pained. Um, and I've worked on that relationship for a really long time. I, I sat and talked with counselors, with my family. She and I were, we challenged each other at every turn. Um, and I walked with her basically like in that walk until her dying day. And um, we had peace when she left. But I would say that that unconditional love and acceptance came from my dad and not from my mom, um, which is why I do believe in unconditional love and acceptance. And I believe it in relationships too. Um, you can invite the person to change if they want to. If you want to get along with someone and marry them and be with them and live under one roof and have a child, etc., you have to be mature enough to know where you need to pivot in that relationship, where you need to iron out your rough edges, mm -hmm. sharpen things for them. We're not all universally compatible. It's not like these USB cables, like, and it works. You know, you're two complete strangers that are trying to make a life together. I look at functional marriages with children and families and the whole extended relative things functional marriages that work and stand the test of time it's not the kid that's a miracle the kid is a beautiful miracle of biology and science and god and symmetry and everything the marriage working is a living miracle because you're two complete strangers that have made it work day in and day out you're coming to each other you're changing you're growing you're maturing and you're doing it in this like you know kind of like dna you expand, you come back. You grow, you come back. And you make it work. Yeah, unfortunately, some people, it just doesn't work out. But in your case, I mean, your your kid is, I'd say your kid is so lucky that mom and dad have still some sort of relationship intact. Yes. Because if they didn't, I'm sure it would be, it, it'd be a complete, she'd be a completely different kid, I would say. I joke that she's a really well-adjusted child of divorce um, because he and I do care for each other as friends. We just know that as spouses, we are not right for each other. Our energies are different. Our temperaments are different. Our, our signs are different. Our signs are very different. He's a Capricorn and I'm an Aquarius. That makes for a horrible marriage. But in any case, um, no, I mean... I feel, I feel exactly. <laughs> I feel the needs to inside of me to go find love again, you know, to, ex to experience that again in my life. And so in that way, our, our energies are completely different. Um, so to all the single men on our show, on our podcast, Jenny's available. <laughs> Sorry for putting you out there. No, at all. Um, she's she, available. She put herself out there. I, I put myself out there. Um, so, so, I mean, all, it's extremely hard. The kids are suffering in the middle. Um, Try Taurus well, and Aries. Oh, boy. Well, literally Taurus. But see, Armo talked about the unconditional. She's not stuck in our middle. She's not stuck at all. I respect her dad. I care about him. We're really good friends. We laugh with each other. We joke. We're about to take a family vacation together in the summer. What, what the dad? Yes. How does that work? That's really cool. You, I, I like it. You do it for the but child. You do it yeah. because he you doesn't see that he in shouldn't be, too much. Is he what I'm shouldn't saying. be excluded from life experiences that she has. 
Um, the child. He's just going to be in room 104. She's going to be in room yeah. 103 with the kid. No, his overnights he does at my house. Really? Yeah. Not in the same bed, though. No, of course. <laughs> okay, then. That's but, what I'm saying. Oh, that, that's too that's what, deep, bro. No, I'm what saying, for example, when they're going on vacation. No, listen to what I'm saying. They're going on vacation. She's going to yeah. be in room 103 with the kid. He'll bro, be in his what own do you room. Care about 103 the is right not now. Ocean View. 107 is actually. <laughs> is it 107? We don't want Ocean View on the cruise. We want a dark <laughs> oh, it's room a with cruise. No, no windows. <laughs> okay, Jenny, dark room on a cruise. Your, your child, your <laughs> child did not, never made a decision to be born well, into your part family. Part of that family, exactly. right? Exactly. And your child had absolutely nothing to do with your divorce. So why exactly. does your child have to I'm deal not, with the I'm consequences? I'm not against what she's doing. I'm, my my point is, Armenian families on a regular. This is not what you see. I think all it's not ninety-five percent of the time it ends in bad uh, divorces. No, 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 no. Now people are evolving. They're starting to accept the fact that. You don't have to kill each other Thanks, once Tola. you're divorced. Thanks, Viola. Culture is changing as well. Yeah, the culture is changing. And and part of it has to do with such groups as Mama in Hockey because I think you're exposing. Mm-hmm. See, the, what social media has done is it's, it creates this pretentious lifestyle that does right. not exist. Yeah. And I hope your Facebook life catches up to your real life. Exactly. Like your real life's going to mm-hmm. catch up you, to what you show on Instagram. Yeah. You don't see anybody, you know, take a picture of a uh, peanut butter and jelly they're having in the morning. They they take a picture of a steak. You don't see them co-worker steak fighting and putting a picture of that <laughs> or a co-worker steak. So what do you want to know what I wanted to post on Instagram, but it just didn't it didn't photograph well today or no uh, uh, last week on Easter. They dyed eggs at my house. Uh-huh. Her dad and, and her, they dyed eight Easter eggs and one of them they waxed out like they wrote in wax and then they dyed it. And yeah. do you know what the egg said? Mm. Mom sucks. Wow, it was funny. I was laughing. It's hilarious to me. It's like let's let's poke fun at mom. Now, do you see in (laughs) if in some cultures, if somebody were to say that, yeah, I'd take the The egg, egg, smack it across, get the out of my house. (laughs) Hey, man, this is a PG show. (laughs) When was when when is this a PG show? Then what are you doing on this show? If it's a PG show, I didn't think that. You never do. You never do. That's the problem. All right, guys. I'll see you guys next week. (laughs) No, but it's true. You're right. Social media has changed that a lot. And that is what we hope for in Mama and Hokin. Like, to be honest, and I went through such a challenging time in those last months of the marriage, my mom dying, you know, was like, what am I? And at the end of it, when I announced the divorce and my new last name and everything, I realized Thank God for Mama and Hokin in a way, not because I made it, but just because there's this community where at the end of it all, my identity does reduce in many ways to being her mother. Mm-hmm. That doesn't change. Yeah, That's another thing that doesn't change. She didn't ask to be born into this marriage that fell apart, but I am also her mother from now and it's until eternity. Like that is an identity and a role that does not change. Until the end of your life. Yes. But now you have to play both parents. No, I, not no, necessarily. She, she says when, it. When you know, somebody reminded around. me, though, interestingly enough, like somebody told me, you're trying really hard to be, to give her that boy life in a way, to give her the dad in the house that wasn't there, rough and tumble, run around, burp, fart, do all those things that we do at home. Now let's see how many of the guys that wanted to date me still want to date me. <laughs> oh my God, the female that farts? I don't want to do that stuff. 
I didn't even know they have intestines. <laughs> do women fart? I've heard guys ask me that question. Are you fart? serious? Yeah, yeah. Some women. Anyway. Anyways. No, but for real. But somebody reminded me. They said, Jenny, you're a woman's woman in a lot of ways. You know, mm-hmm. you, the way you behave, the way you are in general in a relationship. Who else is going to teach her how to be a woman if not you? Why are you trying so hard to teach her how to be a boy? She needs to learn how to be a girl from you. You need to model more of the feminine yeah. and behavioral things. And that's also difficult in the absence of a guy in your home, you know? Like, we'll change there are we'll complementary energies that go along with yeah. that. Of course. But, but the good thing is, is... In a way, you know what I'm saying? Like, who are we cooking for? Yeah. Who are we cleaning up the house for? Who are we, you know? The good thing is stuff. he's part of her life. Oh, thank you, Maro. Yes. He's totally part of her life. Look, I see when they always talk to me about, they always refer back to unconditional love. And I deal with, in my line of work, uh, dying, death and dying every day. So, and what I see, and I've taken care of close to 3,000 patients in my career. And um, and what I see majority of the time, it's the spouse at the bedside. Kids on occasion, yes. Some kids never. Never. Some kids oh. very dedicated. Yeah. So when you talk when everybody talks about unconditional love, they always say I have an unconditional love for my kid. But and I say, How about your spouse? No, there's conditions, which I understand. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it's your spouse that's bedside. That's the only person you're gonna count on yeah. for the rest of your life. Your kids may marry some schmuck and maybe see you once every Thanksgiving. Yeah. You have no control over that. You do though. And I, I learned about this from this woman, um, an author, Yvonne Brooks, and she's written over 20 books on parenting and children mm-hmm. and marriages. She said the first boundary, first of all, is, is the eyes that everything that you intake comes in from your eyes. So what do your children see that you're doing, whether you're a dad or a mom? Mm-hmm. And she said, the first thing they should see you doing is taking care of yourself so you don't end up that alone person in hospice or the Ararat home or convalescent home um, by yourself. Because if you were never a priority for yourself, mm-hmm. you will not be a priority for your children as you mm-hmm. get older because they will have seen they, the, the message that they will have taken in through their eyes is that mom didn't care about herself. Dad didn't care about himself. They only cared about us. She only cared about dad. Well, dad's gone now. And what's mom doing? Is mom active with her friends? Does she play shuffleboard? Does she go, you know, read? Does she drink coffee? Does she still have coffee cups? (laughs) So you don't think it has to do with the life they choose and the life partner they choose? What do you mean? Go back. Let's say, for example, your daughter... 20, 25 years old, at one point she marries off to whoever she marries. Mm -hmm. And the guy just isn't a family-oriented guy, for example, right? Or my son marries off some girl that um, is not family-oriented, but he fell in love. There's nothing you can do about it. You raise them to be with family values and everything Mm -hmm. else, but just doesn't work out that way. And God forbid you're sick, they just show up once in a while just to say hi so that the family doesn't get upset at them. I mean, there's nothing you can do at that point. The only person bedside, my point is, Mm -hmm. when I see and what I deal with is 
at the end of the What's day the is spouse? a living spouse. If there's a living well, you spouse. know what else it is, is you described something of the experience that I went through is that the the parents, even if they do the Yvonne Brooks type of life and the child does prioritize them, the parent doesn't want their child to get saddled down with them. They want the child to live their own life and experience their own life. My dad's accident happened when I was 21 and he died when I was 35. So 14 years, my mom cared for him mostly at home. There were times when I stayed with him at the hospital when I, I was bedside and took care of him. But by and large, and at home, obviously, we all took care of him. We pitched in and, and did everything because it was extremely debilitating, like partial paralysis. Um, this a, is a car accident. Yeah, he had a car accident overseas on business, and he came back with aphasia, broke as aphasia, which meant he couldn't speak anymore, and partially paralyzed. So an entire half, you don't realize when they say partial paralysis, everything on that side of the body is impaired. Vision, hearing, intestine, everything like that. Chewing. Chewing, everything. So it was retraining him from being a toddler, basically, to a functioning, like, seven, eight-year-old in a way. Um, He recognized everyone. He knew everyone. Long story short, he would always tell me, go. He would still gesture, go. I would come and ask for advice, and I'd say, you know, Dad, I'm, I got this job in Boston, and I did. I went to Boston for two and a half years to be the editor of an Armenian paper out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and his reaction was, Can I- go. Oh, and he was always that way. This was the dad that trusted me to travel by myself at 13, 14, 15 overseas to Italy, Jordan, Turkey. I was in Venice, Italy by myself for a month when I was 15 years old. And I was so confident walking around, you know, because I knew he had that confidence in me. I was 14 and in New York. And somehow my friends sent me from New Jersey by taxi to New York. They needed me. I needed to get back. And uh, it was two o'clock in the morning. I, I got the taxi guy. He didn't know how to get from from where I was in New Jersey to Brooklyn, where I was staying. Mm-hmm. I said, look, take me to Times Square. Got down on 42nd, got to Times Square, took the subway, New York subway, 1994. Oh. No cell phones, nothing. I had quarters in my pocket. And I got to Brooklyn off the F train. And the person I was staying with was shocked. I was like, whose kid do you think I am? <laughs> I'm John's daughter. Trust me, nothing's going to happen to me. Like, there's a force field around me that says, you can't touch this. Like, I was afraid of nothing. And that was from dad. That was genuinely, both of my parents, they gave me that strength, that confidence, that trust that I can handle any situation. I wasn't frantic and panicking and, you know, wasn't on Instagram, like wondering, you know, on Facebook group thinking. Well, that's what we're, that's what a lot of people are trying to you know do nowadays as far as raising their kids. But this damn thing right here is making everybody soft. Yeah, that's the problem. Because it's to... easy. Because it's easy. Uh, it's it's yeah, it's the easy road basically. Yeah. Just kind yeah. of um, if it's not possible and if it's, it's a tool. If it's, it's yeah, a if it's tool something that parents that... your kid for you in a sense. No, no, no. It's if it's a, well, no, I don't horribly, no, no, no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Parents your kid. Hold on. Understand what I'm saying though. I'm saying as far as not. I'm not saying the actual phone itself. I'm saying what they see in this uh a lot of the media twists stuff around where it's like oh if you can't do it then just shy away from it run away from it or 
George Carlin, and I was talking to Armand mm-hmm. about this a, a couple of days ago. He had one of the best uh, skits where he talked about raising kids so soft nowadays where they say, you, everybody's the winner nowadays. Mm-hmm. You were the last winner. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Everybody you, gets a trophy. Yeah, everybody gets a trophy. Yeah. Everybody gets a medal. Ribbons. There is no more. There is no more. And he said it verbatim. He said, he said there is no more. You lost, Bobby. Yeah. You're a loser, Bobby. <laughs> you know, that, that doesn't exist anymore. Everybody but it gets a, a participation. Yeah. It it's like Gaylord Falker. He has an eighth place ribbon for rowing or whatever the hell participation that's what it's called you gotta i i think it's kind of the way you were brought up was you know what it's eat or be eaten Mm -hmm. that's what it is but but in a very kind and compassionate way i was raised to be extremely kind and compassionate usually people mistake that kindness for weakness Mm -hmm. it's believe me it's not show them the butter knife and then then tell them you'll kill them with it typically it's the fathers who kind of uh, teach that trait. That's Mothers love. are a little bit more softer. Mm-hmm. But w- when I refer to um, being bedside by parents, I'm referring to, let's say if your father was 85, whatever your age difference is, say you're 60, right. 65 at the time. Because when I talk about kids, people usually think my patient kids are like 30. They're not. They're in their 70s, the kids themselves. So. But think about Armenians. <laughs> it's it's true of this generation. And it's kind of true of my parents' generation. Uh-huh. They got married late and had us late. So my dad was 40 when I was born. My mom was 37 when I was born. So, and my brother's six years younger than that. Mm. I mean, it's like. That's late. It is late. It is. Well. And uh, I always knew that that was normal. The quote unquote norm for me was to get married in my 30s. I was 38 when my son was born. What does that mean? I was 31 when my kid was born. Am I late? (laughs) How old were you? Am I late to the party? (laughs) I had my first kid at 30. (laughs) Same as me. See, it's, and it's. Every, see, there's we think, a good we think thing it's normal, a, though. It is normal. Yeah. I've never said it was a normal. No, 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 no. Back no. then, not back then, it would be seven year olds yeah. married. It's not a normal thing. I, I think, like in Armenia, it would be if you had, if 24. you, if you I weren't married by know. 20, if you were a female and you weren't married by 1920, Well, you, as a man, you came back from Banak, from the army. You had, you already. You pretty much, well, not Arctic Jotting. Yeah. No. No, you know what? This is what we need to do with your life. This is what your goal. This is a business. It was nothing like that. My dad was big on education. And my mom's saying came from the Bible. You can't serve two masters at once. You have to choose your education or a relationship. You can't do both. And she's right. She's still right in many ways. That relationship requires a single-minded focus in a lot of ways. You know. When- I mean, yes and no. My wife yes went to yes. my, my when you have a child it's, child yes it's when you have a child that child requires both of your attention but your marriage requires an equal amount of attention you cannot forget you have a partner you cannot forget you have desires and hobbies and intimacy and a life together that came before that child that I, child came because of that relationship of course of so course so when you forget the relationship then the Everything falls apart See, at that point. We, when we got married, my wife was still in school. She was studying to be a registered nurse. So we got married. She had another year to go in and then her rotation. Mm-hmm. Sure, but, sure. but it still worked. Yeah. You probably had all that programmed at 13, bro. Of course. You already told her at <laughs> this age you need to be a registered nurse. No. It was all no, no, no. She wanted to be a bro. teacher. 
She wanted to be a teacher, but I mean, maybe she's gonna be a teacher I th- I later depe- down in her career. I think it, it does depends. It, de- it I think it depends on the relationship. It depends on the person. It depends as well. on also how much you focus on yourself. Like right now, if someone came into my life, they I would tell them off the bat. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, my mornings are blocked off for the gym. Wednesday night, we're in church. Sundays, church. Saturday, shapatoria. Tuesday, Thursday afternoon, we go to Muay Thai. These things are fixed in my schedule. Thursday, Friday, Monday, I work, right? Like I would I would color code this schedule well, for what them. What if there's a man that's tell willing them, to come along on the church that's days? Great. That's I'm, great. I'm not saying, but I'm saying in a way, we come first. Mire and I come first. And then that relationship has to fit in. And I have to be true to myself. I can't just suddenly start saying, we're not going to do this on that day. I'm not going to go to the gym on this day. I'm just going to forget about everything. And you can fit. Abs- let me just, let me fit you in where it No, fits. absolutely right. It's because he's entering your life and your life is being, mm-hmm. I mean, at the, at the same time, you're entering his life as well. Right. So there has to be compromise both ways. Of course. But if you have a set schedule for your daughter and your life, you can't basically turn to a six-year-old and say, listen, you're not going to Muay Thai anymore because mom has, has to, go, to out. go out. Yeah. yeah, It's kind of like, you know what? We both have to kind of... Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what we did. Absolutely. Ida says certain things are uncompromisable. And Ida also said, social media has made it acceptable for parents shaming while people hide behind a phone screen. So some parents are afraid to let their kids grow. Ida, I agree. Ida and I have parented together. Ida and I, uh, there was a time Ida was part of Mama and Hoking with me, like on the um, admin team. Uh-huh. And she and I share a lot of similar parenting values of letting kids kind of grow and expand who they are, learn who they are without putting a, a snow globe on them, basically. Like, I kind of call it, I, I put a... a, a a term to it, like a meteorologist parenting. I came up with that idea where it's like you have a climate in Los Angeles. We have a desert climate, but the weather changes. Yeah. Learn your child. Your child has a certain temperament. They'll have a, a temper tantrum. They'll have a low day, but they have a baseline. Learn your child's interests. Learn your child's special language. Learn their nature. Oh, God. <clears throat> Touchy-feely, too much compassionate parenting yes. happening, right? Yeah. <laughs> My kid wants to just go out all day. Like, she, the first thing she wakes up in the morning, she goes, deuce. Uh, see, deuce. that you have to retrain. I mean, that you totally have to retrain. They have to learn how to stay at home because you cannot be running around ragged all the time. Oh, God. I, yeah. I totally agree with you see, on that one. That's what, that's what we did with my, uh, with my son mm-hmm. when Carol came in. And it was more of... Now both of us have to go ahead and work with him on his schedule. And we had a schedule with the mom. Mm-hmm. You know, X amount of days he was with us, X amount of days he wasn't. The days that he was with us, it was more of him. Yeah. And the days he wasn't, it was our turn. Yeah. And it just, that has continued on. And Carol has done a pretty good job when it came to, you know, being that second mom, you know, going through it and she, at this point i could say she's probably done more for him than the actual mom i i definitely i feel that i understand that i went through something last year that um put into stark contrast uh about um what it would take to be in a new relationship to create a blended family to uh 
introduce a different parent figure into her life. Um, I went through some classes on it and they said it takes seven years to blend a family, to create family intimacy. Because as a family, as the natural nuclear biological family, you kind of take for granted what you have. I mean, her dad is sleeping at our house tonight. We still behave as a family when he's around. It's not like all of a sudden I'm hiding myself when I came out of the shower or what have you know what I yeah. mean? Like we had a baby together. You watched You've me have a all. child. You just like whatever. I've anyway. So <laughs> yes, oh yeah, exactly. Motto quoted Gibran, one of my favorite Khalil Gibran quotes. Um we have that family family intimacy, but imagine bringing a new person into that situation. A new guy is gonna come, right? Yeah. Then you start having those those fears of what your mom's generation said. The stepdad could be a predator, right? Like the stepdad, you have a young daughter. She's impressionable. She's going to become a teenager. He doesn't look at her the way that, you know, her, her biological father does. He could hurt her, et cetera, et cetera. These are things that our mom's generation were all worried about, about a stepfather. They were worried about the stepmother, Khort Mama. The stepmother figure in Armenian mythology and mm. Armenian family figures like a witch. Yeah, till is today. the gachart until today. today. Yes. Who's this Khort Mama? You and my dad are like, you know, there's no impending <laughs> divorce. But this hey, da, that's, da, how da. Beiruti, that's how Beiruti mom scares the kid. It's yes, because so yes, yes, normal, yes, normal Yeah, is that and what it is? Knows, yeah. Jesus Christ. Mama bitka. You're looking like, Mom, are you dying? <laughs> Where are you going? <laughs> what if the kid turns around and says, Next? <laughs> so, Jesus, any, way, any better way to traumatize a child? Listen, I'm going to be gone for a couple of days. Yeah. No, this and they is wonder morning. why the kid wants to stay single. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Honey, you're 27. How come you haven't had sex yet? Fort Mama is paid at this yet. Speaking of dating in the new millennium, we talked about that on take two. Have you guys talked about that yet? Because you talked well, about unconditional love. Yes. You believe in it or don't believe in it? Here, I believe in it as far as... There's no See, again, you can't. See, I that's, believe here's in the thing. I, I have unconditional love for my child and my wife. Okay. But he but, says... I know, what are you guilty of, but see, but, but see, he's, Armun says... What if your kid grows up and is does something stupid or is yeah. le, 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 dumb? Okay, thing. you just well, you added your wife tonight. And yes, I asked you did you add last time. I said, I said, would have you have that unconditional means, love? Okay, hold on. You you're correct. Hold on. Animal? Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Correct. Shut up. Oh, oh, oh. Really? I know you're guilty of the khort mama uh, coming. <laughs> no, no, no. Look at it this way. If, if my, for example, yes, if my wife cheats on me, for example, yes, yes that is a condition. You're right. I'm so not going to add my wife. That's a fundamental no, 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 no. problem that you did something wrong for her to cheat well, on you about. <laughs> oh, yeah, find the controversy. Yes. No, 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 no. No, that's right. You're right. Because we've talked about that where a man, when a man cheats, a man cheats just for Shits and giggles, pleasure. Yeah. Whereas a if a woman cheats, a woman fundamentally cheats. Fundamentally emotional problems and physical yeah. lack. Unless you're a very emotional man. But anyways, going back to what we were talking about, it, for my kid, I, there is there is, there is nothing my kid can do where I won't love her. I, again, it has nothing Same to here. do with loving them. It's accepting the, the behaviors that they yeah. have. So, at the worst. I, and I wish you never have to ever well, make I, that decision. Look, see, but... 
it's very radical what you you were saying what, it, what we've talked about and we was, we're, it's like we're gonna keep going no, back no, and no. forth about it's, it. it's, it's not just that there's there's other there's other things in life too and and the one thing the the one person the one guest that we had who kind of reaffirmed Hi, Carol. my point was ray i mean you know ray if anybody can have unconditional love for their child it would be ray 100 right epileptic child 15 years old now has been dealing with it for almost 15 years mm -hmm. i think that family and, is part of my mind hooking actually yeah yeah i think it was the wife or the sister that arsene Ar yeah right like her name Mirza on facebook Begian. is yeah janugo <laughs> photographic memory so if if a father who deals with that type of hardship in life can still attest to the fact that unconditional love doesn't exist then some people think way too deep into that. Like when you asked me the question, remember last show, you're like, what if your kid does this? The ultimate, right? Right. And I gave you my response. My response was, I'm not one of those dads that's going to take my kid's hand and say, well, you know, the horrible thing you did murdering someone. Let me take you to police. I'm just not that dad. Look, you have two things. Yes, his wife, Arsene, <laughs> Viola. Um, there's two types of people that come out of a, a parental relationship where there's not unconditional love. You get me. Or you get a malignant narcissist on the other end where you learn either to behave in a way of pivoting. You learn how to deal with abusive behavior of um, withheld love and affection. You thrive in the face of it. Or you learn on the malignant narcissist side to manipulate others the same way that you were manipulated as a child to get that kind of desired conditional result out of them. You learn how to bait people with uh, intermittent reinforcement. Think about it in dating. You get somebody that comes to you and immediately they're on it. They text you all the time. They're really into you. They're your soulmate. Are you home? Text me when you get home. Ha, what are you wearing? <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, for a couple days, a couple hours, whatever, they disappear. And then they come back and it's back to the love bombing and like really loving. Long story short, some people learn how to work that cycle to manipulate other people. And then other people learn how to build a community around that. You find similar people to you that have similar hurts. And instead of hurt people hurting people, hurt people hurt people, they do. Yes. You find hurt people to heal each other, basically. Yeah, I, I I would say it's guys. As far as you talking about the whole manipulation thing, I think it's guys doing it to females rather than females doing it to guys. Though, uh, the, it, goes yeah. it goes both ways. It goes both ways. It goes both ways. But majority of the time, I think it's guys. Basically, Girls the guys are come easier in. Easier to spot. Guys are harder to yeah. spot. Yeah. See, the guys come in. They'll go like, "Oh, you know what? Oh, you're so beautiful. You're so this. You're so that." They get what they want. They're gone for a little bit. They come, and then all of a sudden, they see you on social media. You're wearing something nice. Oh shit! I haven't talked to her for about two weeks. Let me hit her up again. Yeah. And and if, if the girl responds, then it's her fault. Of That's course it fault. is. And you know hey, how many you, victim blaming, victim shaming. Not, there's no, 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 no. There is no. There is no victim what's, there. What's it's, you're, the, you're, she's at both fault. Both sides are getting what they want. What's the no. big deal here? What if it Two becomes single people? What if it becomes abusive? Abusive is a completely different way. Okay, just making sure. Because when I say when no, I no, use no, no, the no. term victim, I I want to make sure that. But even if it's, I mean, when you say abusive. For example, let's say if you're in a relationship where the boyfriend beats up on you, right? And you leave and then he texts you, sends you flowers, you come back. That's stupid. It's I mean, a trauma cycle because, you know, that person, you think of it as an as from the 
normal, like a normal, unabused person, right? Of course. When you're on the inside of it, the abuser has conditioned that person. Let's not call them a victim. They've conditioned the person to withstand that. No, they make excuses too. That But becomes, that's that the, becomes the well. Norm. The thing is, it becomes the norm. It becomes a behavior that they have learned to justify for themselves and to other people, so that they can stay in that relationship. Because yes. either they're too afraid to be alone, the other person has invalidated them to the point where they think nobody else likes me. I am unlovable. Only this person has the capacity. has the capacity to love me, or they give me all the positive feedback and they give me all the criticism and where the two meet, I have a relationship. And at the end of the day, I'm not alone. And I will take whatever comes in the context of that relationship, whether it's psychological abuse, berating, hitting, you name it. Like you start, you become the frog. They use this analogy all the time in, in these abusive relationships. You're the frog boiling. You just don't realize you're boiling because the abuser obviously doesn't put it on full blast on your second date. Yeah. Because you'll be like, WTF, bro, I don't need this shit. Like, I'm better than this. But if it happens over time, over time, over time. You don't notice it. And then you you eventually, all of a sudden, you notice you're gone. Yeah. And then you notice and you're dead. So there is, it's, Boy, you snap. can't, see, Ida said it is victim shaming. It becomes another, it becomes a game of control of another person by taking advantage of an insecurity. Exactly. Someone who is a manipulator and an abuser and toxic, like Viola said, they will find the places, the little tiny places where you are lacking a little vulnerable. bit of confidence and you're a little bit vulnerable and they will pick at it. Pick at it. They will scratch at that and make you feel worse than what you were before. You might have thought you came to a place where you're confident and comfortable and strong, but then you have that unresolved wound, yeah. unresolved trauma that you haven't done work on and that person is a pattern that person is familiar that person feels like home that person feels like an ex-boyfriend that you knew whatever it is but your brain knows that feeling you know yeah. and you'll do it again until you realize that you don't have to do it again and how do you realize that or like, when do you, you have to that? see the pattern you have to see the patterns in your life What? and not And you have to create boundaries and be firm about those boundaries, even if that means not relating to certain people, not being relational, whether they're family, whether they're, you know, the ex-husband, everything. And I'm sure all these topics come up on Mama Yoke. They do. They very much do. When children are involved, you guys, it's really hard because that child is, an, is a connection, is a lifetime connection with you and that person. When there's a mom going through a divorce, And it's not like mine. It's not amicable. Mm -hmm. I don't speak for every mom. That's something else that moms need to know about with Mama and Hoking is that. Um, sorry, I don't. I'm trying to. I can't. I'll read Harry's comment in a second. We'll read it. Just keep going. Just go. Armin will read it to you. Don't worry. Sure. Mama and Hoking is not my platform. I've said this before. Like I am. I I created it. I moderate it. I I guide it. I shape it. But it's not me. It's not my brand <laughs> per se. Sorry. Um, Harry's reading Harry's, Harry's comment. Com You're gonna crack up when you read Harry's comment. Oh, that's hilarious, Harry. 
Area, I thought Game of Thrones was your weakness, and so it's Chick Fil A. I've never watched a single episode. I've never seen the episode. Am I the only one at this other... table that's watched Game of, Game of Thrones? Cheers! You know, I watch I'm it. The only you watch it too? Okay, you Thank watch it too. Gosh. I watch. Oh it. I've God, never seen one episode. Uh, I don't it's, plan on. Winter is not coming in my house. I don't plan on watching. <laughs> I don't either. No. Why don't you watch it? Waste of time. I just never got into it. I'm into. A Hold lot on. Of, why is it a waste of time? I'm just, I'm into a lot of mythology, and I'm into a lot of those kind of like sci-fi, Star Trek, Star Wars. You name it. I'm Avengers. into that. Okay. I missed a lot of the Marvel franchise. I'll be honest, but I just never got into Game of Thrones, and we were already what six seasons in by the time people told me. Okay, it has nothing to do with Star Wars. It has nothing to do I with know. Avengers. It I know it. Ha- I get it. The only the only fantasy in that show is dragons. And the dragons have like... And everything else is historical, right? Like there's no, like no, no, a very no. deep history. Like it, it has nothing to do with history. We're losing it, Edgar. It has nothing to do with history. <laughs> Here's the thing, you guys. I find there's a lot more to life. Everything. Putting so much on specific time of my day. You don't watch show. TV? I do, but not a specific time. It's an for hour. You, you don't have... You don't have Everybody has DVR or well, I don't DVR it's an hour. I'm not a TV guy. I just don't like it. It's not a big deal. You're not a TV you can guy. Watch yeah. it the next so you don't watch TV? I do watch TV. I'll watch some soccer... So you won't you won't devote an hour to something, not specifically like Monday night or I Sunday night. I do to Grey's Anatomy. I've binge watched a lot of it. other shows recently. You haven't watched not, it though. as a Game of Thrones needed more chance, exposure. Though. Come on, guys, they're marketing genius. We don't. Need yeah, to market seriously. That. There's a reason why they won seven Emmys in a row, yeah. and the Emmys thanked them last year for saying thank you for giving us an opportunity to win an Emmy. Well, good for them. I don't give a shit. No, it's, it's, it's but a back to show. unconditional Anyways, love. Anyways, back to unconditional love. It exists. This, answers, this was kind epic. of answers Armand's question. Is is that if you have unconditional love for yourself, that is where it all starts. You have to. You have to know your flaws. You have to know your weaknesses. And you have to own them, basically. And not let someone capitalize on them. Because toxic people will capitalize on them. Your friends who really love you and care about you will help you resolve them and improve them. So do you have unconditional love for your child? Yes. I've fallen in love with my child, you guys, yes. in a way that I never knew um, knew existed before. And um, it, it came over time. I was watching my, my student, my friend, he works up the street from here, Rebond, and he fixes my laptops whenever they break. And he gave me back my hard drives that have a lot of her first videos and, and things on there. And I watched them. And first it made me realize in the context of her dad, I hadn't seen these videos in, in a couple years. And I watched them and I thought, oh, my God, we're really cool. <laughs> we were cool parents. I, I did so much stuff with her that I've forgotten that I did. Because it all just goes into like the yeah. long-term memory and you forget. You took her here or I was holding the camera like this in front of us and doing a video selfie and showing her, look, that's you. Oh, oh you know, like this kind of stuff. But I watched the video again of the first time they brought her into my room and the first time I held her because the birth was kind of this traumatic experience. Emergency C-section knocked me out. Because I was feeling everything as it was happening. It was really crazy. Um, I felt them cutting in and sp- spreading Jesus and stretching. Christ. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, guys. That's all good. Look we at the just... one over there in the medical field is not phased at all. We're just we're just <laughs> four average guys talking about C-section right now. Well, I give blood. I pass out. You don't want to listen to me. So anyhow, they brought her into the room. 
and they put her on. I mean, you could see me. I'm, I'm holding the bed like this and I'm in pain. I said, you know what? Come to think of it. I actually need that painkiller because I can't laugh and it hurts. Mm. And they put her in my arms and you could see me take this deep sigh breath of I'm holding my child for the first time. To me, in that moment, she was born, basically. Complete. Yeah. Like, and now, six years later, as I've gotten to know her, we've spent time together. We've been through traumatic experiences with each other. We've been, I've been so honest with her about everything. Um, things that I could tell you guys probably off the air. <laughs> and she just knows I'm real with her. And all my friends will tell you, my God, how could you be like, how could you be you with this kid? Like, how could you be so real? Well, who else is she going to know Yeah. besides me? I'm super honest with her about everything. About She asked me, can you and dad get married again? Because she wanted us to live wow. in the same house. Of course. And I explained to her recently about that. I said, you know, honey, I love you and your dad loves you. We both love you. Like I, the saying we use in our house is, I love you more than I love you. I came up with that. Like if I love you means I love you to infinity, I love you even more than I love you. Like that's how much I love you. That we, would confuse me if my right? mom said that. <laughs> what do you mean you love me more than Damn you love Damn slow me. kid. <laughs> I still am a slow kid. I love Boy, her. I beat you on that one. Yeah. <laughs> so I, and I, the, what I explained to her was, I love you and your dad loves you. And he loves me too. Yeah. But he doesn't take care of me. Right? Like in that husbandly sense, like he doesn't love me to the point of taking care of me. He brings groceries, he'll bring milk, you know, like I'll tell him bring Whatever stuff for the house. Like yeah. I mean, he offers too. He's a great guy. But um I I just a spousal thing. I tried explaining to her in as basic as terms mm -hmm. as possible that compared to this other person or whatever dad doesn't take care of me at the end of the day he's not responsible for me the way that i am for you and he's not my love love she doesn't ask why no. she understands she totally understands do you think maybe as she gets older and realizes more what love actually is she might go you know what you know why don't mom why don't you and dad uh, love each other or why don't you and dad have the same relationship as my friends do why doesn't that well, take care of you did yeah. you do something or, bad did i do something well you know we grew apart tell it straight that's what my ex told. yeah exactly tell <laughs> no but i mean is that <laughs> and i call by that... postmates but is <laughs> thank that... <laughs> you postmates <laughs> but is that something you would actually i mean is that a topic where it'll be easy for you to actually bring up to your teenage kid and say we just we just grew apart well, grew apart is really nuanced. I mean, you guys are married. You understand things change after you have a child. Your body changes. Your desires change. Your needs change. Um, but the sense of urgency for each other, I think, is what shouldn't change, yeah. which is what we experienced. Because, I, I look, as much as I believe you in know, change, heart surgery I into susception, you name it, blah, yeah. blah. Like, so much stuff happened to us. We just... But we processed and we went through stress and trauma in a completely different way. Yeah, and so then, it's either going to bring me closer or it's going to separate We became you. closer as friends. We've been through that experience mm -hmm. together. Nobody can take away the fact that we went through that open heart surgery and all these other things with each other together, family dramas, blah, blah. We went through that, but 
our intimate connection as husband and wife, what kept our relationship fire. going, the fire going, is what yeah. grew apart. And look, that's true in everything. You have to stick to the fundamentals. And there's a good saying, it says, do what you did in the, in the beginning and it will never be the end. Mm -hmm. And that's where a lot of, especially guys fail. In the beginning, they'll take flowers and, you know, fly them on a helicopter. It's like they're on The Bachelor. The Bachelor, right? And then Ugh, what the a, moment what they're engaged joke. or married, all of a sudden, they're like, well, everything stops. they just sit home. They put a bag of chips on their stomach, watch reruns of Seinfeld, and they think, well, how come my marriage didn't work out? Because, no, they're watching Game of Thrones. <laughs> because you, and it's the same thing in business, in any relationship. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things I told my wife before she got pregnant. I said, look, I know kids change things. Yeah. But I said, the one thing I don't want any child to change, I don't care if we have one or if we have 15, is you and I. Because at the end of the day... When they grow up and they it's still leave, changes. it's just you and I. It's just so, you and me. Till today, I still text her every day or she texts me at work like, you know, I can't wait to see you. When are you coming home? Or I'll tell, you know, I won't sext her or anything. I'm not going to text their naked pictures you see that bathroom right behind <laughs> that's my studio I mean, it, it makes you slimmer and you know you know, yeah. <laughs> he has mirrors does. on the ceiling <laughs> Arvo has mirrors on the ceiling and, and i always say that i, I say the same thing I, I tell my employees i'm like listen don't forget your fundamental training stop mm -hmm. trying to recreate things and be fancy and find shortcuts it doesn't exist Follow the rules, follow the fundamentals. I promise you, you mm -hmm. will succeed. And that's just the motto I owe. How about luck? Do you see luck involved in zero. any relationship? No. You know what luck is? Luck in business, in relationships, in anything. It's a collision. It's, it's an accident, luck. It's hard work. So the fact that you met your woman and is in self is luck. No. Of course it is. How is it luck? Oh. The fact that you, two people in this whole entire world meet each other is luck. No, it's, it's chance. Just, it's a it's, it's lucky not luck, chance bro. that you meet I, that. Person. I met a hundred girls. What if you were her? in Zimbabwe that day? She passed by that place. A butterfly flapped its wings in Thailand, and then you know something happened. No, it's not luck. It's a matter of God. Luck That's the thing. It's a matter of knowing when and how to identify. I tell my single friends the same thing. They they're my age. Some of them, uh, most of them are married with kids, but the couple that are not. They tell me, well, you know, I haven't met anybody. Or I hear guys or girls all the time. Oh, that's not true. What's true is you don't know how to identify. No, you're not ready. Maybe you're not ready for that. You're or not that. ready. Or, or you don't yeah. want it. Yeah. Then then that's not luck then. So here's, not luck. I look at luck. Jenny's situation. I feel like she doesn't want that. Yours was not oh. luck, Heno. Doesn't want which part. What do you mean? Kara walking into my house? Yeah. yeah. There's just luck. luck. It's and luck. you identify Wait, there as somebody you I could want? be with. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Sometimes I feel like you're comfortable with so much you have in your life. You don't have room for that. You're very right. Right Extra now, person, where is it going to fit? Look at her schedule. I mean, I, he does. They, it, it can. Work. I am dating. I am, you know. She's I, out there. I'm out there. But it's with boundaries and limits this time unlike last yeah. year. When she sets a certain like, standard at this point. Look at it this way. She's right. Before she got married, before she had her kid. Last year was an avalanche. Yeah. This she, year it's controlled. She basically said, like, "Yeah, she was, she was she was young. She didn't have a kid. She didn't know. I don't want to say she didn't know what she was getting herself into, but she it was she wasn't trained the way she is now as far as her mindset. Mm -hmm. So it was like, okay, you know what? I'm getting married. It'll work. 
Now she has a kid. She's been married. As Now her standards are here. If you can't be here. I wouldn't. Okay, hold on. Let me go back because words and semantics and everything are very important to me. I wouldn't say that my standards were low when I married her. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that it's it's low. No. And I wouldn't say that I didn't know what I was getting myself into. It's just that marriage and a child and you changing and everything those are all pivots and either you pivot together or you pivot apart no there you go that's better better said but, but there's but, luck and chance involved in all this uh, yeah. if that What's same man luck? if What's that same luck? man had that one spark that could have kept all this together that personality true. trait Bro, one personality trait thing. would make a big difference guys, and i was reflecting is, on it a lot on the drive course, over this here this is not disney guys you know because i know i'm reality. gonna, I was not, gonna no, give no, it's not prince answers. charming in cinderella where you comes in and puts the damn shoe on her foot it's and like, says all this no, shit but that's also a projection though but ev- what edgar is saying there is truth to what he's saying and i look around and i look at it in a very scientific way like what if it had been orange what if it had yeah. been Armand, who was my husband? How would it have? Would her heart defect and our love life and our you marriage guys, and the economics and the finances? All of it is hold on. Would it but have if you all look at it, different? You guys. But no, Armand could be a shopaholic, or he could be gambling, or could be smoking, or you could be the, you know, like you never know. If you I got what it, I got, right? I got like he's this way, and that's what we got. Like I can't project onto another guy and be ideal. Different. Yes. What if Both I had sons. been different? And, the one thing again, I would advise guys with luck. Yeah, it's not luck. Treat your woman. Oh, wow. Do not forget that when after your woman, after your wife has a child, that they're still your woman. They're still a woman with desires and needs and a want to be a woman at the end of the day. At, when that child is sleeping, right? Do not do not treat her as though she's only the mother of your child. No, she's your sex toy. <laughs> you, no, come you on. You don't man. have a cup for me to cheers you with anymore, but yes. What? No, borrow mine on. She's your sex toy? Well, that's their relationship. What, I mean. what do you care what they you know do what, in their bedroom? You brother? know what I mean. Okay, I'm being sarcastic. A, I know you are. My point bedroom. is, that's that's what happens. Guy, oh, I can't look at my wife anymore after I start giving her birth. Really? That's the most natural thing in this world. That's how you came into this world and all of us came into this it's world. It's not of even course. about looking at her. It's like, in a different way. It's just that, you know, the time and the effort and everything like that. Just don't forget that you guys are... A, that, a couple that you're physically ex- attracted to exactly and that's why you have to still continue with the sexy text messages and what you did when you first met her you have mm-hmm. to you can never stop wooing her 100 as a man you have to stay cordial not cordial um it's the other word i hope not cordial <laughs> not cordial Jesus. the other word where you, <laughs> i'm just gonna be quiet let him do it well, to himself. Himself. <laughs> what do you call that when you open, chivalry. Chivalry. chivalry yes chivalry. 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 You have to courteous, be a gentleman. Dead, yes. Yeah, don't let go of your chivalry and think, oh, well, she's my wife. I don't have to open doors anymore. Let the valet guy do it. No, the valet guy is sleeping with your wife. You are. So you better open the door. That's, so you, you open the door for Ani every single time? Well, not every time. <laughs> but yes. Well, my, you go to her and wedding before you can time, It's also yes. about expectations that you teach her how to. You 95% know, you, you, of the time. You, t- you train the but person to the have woman, certain expectations no, and to exactly. lower their expectation my, management my basically. wife's expectations is she's a very mellow person but i just i just you if i don't do that if i don't do that then i'm gonna slowly it's i'm gonna fall i mean mm-hmm. you you have to constantly be in that mindset that this is my girl this is my you can't yeah. just be like well she's my wife now i'm just gonna go hang out with the boys every night i don't give a shit what my wife does before you know you're gonna fall out of love yeah 
I mean, you, you have to stay connected as if it's day one. You can't let go. That's my same thing in business. I haven't let my focus go since I started this business and prior when I owned other businesses. I've always been laser focused about this is what I need to do. doesn't matter if I make $1,000, $100 I have to be laser focused. 100%. That's the, my the thing is keeping keeping old relationship familiarity that you get after the course of time with new relationship energy. Right? You get that when you have new relationship energy, you want to get to know that person. You want to spend time with them. You want yes. that good morning yeah. text. You want to see them at the end of the day. You smile. Their the the timbre of their voice changes your day. It changes exactly. your mood. It puts a smile on your face. And then you're also sharing this child and you want to share with them all the amazing things that your grown child is doing. Yeah. And I, that old relationship intimacy that you have, that you can walk around the house butt naked and, you know, you like <laughs> your dirty laundry and you're wearing three-day-old pajamas and he doesn't care. But then you also have the Vickies on the side to make him happy. You know, like yeah. all that stuff. Of course. Like I, I enjoy when my wife, my wife works three days a week, four days she's home. Oh, it's uh, a great schedule, nurse. I love the days where she's home because... Number one, I go to work a little bit later because I enjoy waking up in the mornings and then waking up and seeing the little munchkin, see both of us home at the same time. Yeah. She gets excited. Yeah, of course. And then there's the, there are the days where she's, you know, where she's working, she's out of the house, I'm out of the house early. She wakes up, she sees my mom or mother-in-law, the first thing she says is mama, papa, where are they? Aww. Where are they? Or sometimes she does say tata, actually. But, <laughs> but no, you're absolutely right. I mean, uh, all, all of it comes down to... Unconditional love can exist for some people and not for others. Let's leave it at okay. that. Look, I mean, it's a universal it's question. A very, right? It's like it's not everything is very subjective. I never say, "Well, your opinion is right, wrong." It's whatever works for you. But yeah. at the end of the day, I just don't like people bitching and complaining about things. There's always yeah, a solution there's a to solution. everything. There's a solution, whether you see it or not, or you're willing to accept it or not. That's your Are choice. Are you willing to put the work or not? Exactly. That's another. Yeah. Thing. Some people don't want to put that work no, into. They just want things to kind of work out, and that's when that's it's why like I they think say, I can't find myself a date. Have you gone out? Yeah. You've been sitting inside those four walls. Where are yeah. you going to get a date? I mean, this is inside where Edgar wall? is kind of right about my life. Is that I everything kind of when when we were married and had her, we didn't have a big support network. My parents are both sick and gone. Um, don't have money for babysitters. Babysitters cost like twenty twenty five yeah. bucks an hour these yeah. days to watch your sleeping child. Anyway. <laughs> We just put a camera and leave. <laughs> right? We go give close the by Castaway and stuff. Did you give so. him the key? <laughs> oh, shit. He's moving. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hurry up. There's a 10-second delay. Hurry up. Bring the valet. We're going home. The conservative in Armand is coming. I think most of us on this panel are conservative, Harry. I think Socially so. Socially conservative, at least traditionally minded. I hope, I hope we um, are. <laughs> But it's to, it's that I realized now in the last three years how much I can do by myself and how, how much easier and like more facile and less complicated it is just to rely on myself and to say, I got this. This is how my schedule is going to work. This is how, yeah, yeah, it's easier. And if the guy's come in your life, he's basically got to kind of adjust himself in. Yeah. Look, you want something done, give it to a busy mom. Seriously, it, you're yeah. so right. Don't give it to some jackass that you know he's gonna sit there. Like who at this table can say they do more than any wife their wife does it? No, it's no, impossible. No, I can't. No. Sometimes I do at the end of the night think to myself, how does she get all that done? I, I can't do yeah. it. So there are days where the kid you, I you, see what Ida's saying and she's very right. As women, we should also make clear 
what our expectations are and not allow a change in how we are treated where we are abandoned in our marriage. Yes. And our own insecurities can hold us back and we find ourselves rendered into a doormat. Our life partners treatment of us is so important to fuel our souls. I've been on both ends of the spectrum. One is damaging and the other healing Ida. Me too. Hashtag me too. Um, when you, when you start lowering the expectations and you shift the boundaries from the very beginning, especially, then that's when we get into those toxic situations that we were talking about with Armand. It's that nobody's going to treat you better than you think you deserve to be treated. If, mm-hmm. if they start treating you badly, they disrespect you, they cut you down, they joke about you. Um, and it's not a joke. One time is a joke. Three times is yeah. is a serious like character defect that you know, sarcasm, yeah. <clears throat> those kind of things. I remember reading somewhere that that was the number one cause of divorce. I mean, how true it is or not is, uh, spouses making fun of one another and putting each other down. Not, was, my not mom's, finances, not well, in my mom's doing biggest in advice in public yeah. And, yeah. and in private. In private, my my mom used to always say. Uh, like she would say i don't like this joking way that he talks to you whether it's about my height it's about my hair it's about something i'm wearing something i said not about her dad just other boyfriends that she met in the past it it just didn't sit well with her like if if this is how he's joking with you in front of your parents Mm -hmm. what happens at home when we're not here yeah. listening, really. Yeah. Like, exactly. Uh, Armin had a nice comment. He said, when needs and wants mix, the relationship can turn into chaos. Mm. It's, a, it's a very good point as well. So basically, a relationship is needs and wants must be taken uh, care of. Armin always makes some solid Hi, points. Hi, Annie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah in a, it's funny. In a relationship, what are your needs and what are your wants? And I've read a few books recently some- that... Uh, really shifted my perspective on that one was it's called um, if the Buddha dated and then the other one is how to be an adult in a relationship Um, these two books were very key in changing my perspective on um, how I would relate to someone because it identified it made me very aware of what past traumas I was leading with basically certain things are so present they've just happened it didn't happen that long ago that my mom died so that ruminating and that processing is still very part of my daily language dealing with my mom's loss my dad's loss all kinds of you know the divorce i may seem like i'm ready to be in a relationship but you know it's like our uh, armand said when you go to coffee don't lead with you know hey guys i have i'm i just came out of a divorce and i have a six-month-old child to henry like what are you going to say to someone when you meet them that's really part of who you are yeah. that's part of your real experience tell them who you are and if they accept who you are then you kind of bring in right the baggage yeah so <laughs> well, that's, that's what it is for, but for, comes for, in after right for me carol just actually someone. walked into the house and she was doing the you know my brother's wedding uh, so she found she, she knew wasn't doing your brother's she wedding. Doing she was your catering your catering wedding. your brother's wedding so, okay. words words are important <laughs> so uh, she knew she knew i had a son and afterwards you know i i talked to her and uh i took my son we went to her restaurant we, we sat down we talked uh, a little bit and from there just everything went on call it do you call it luck 
Yeah, there's she, luck involved. That that day. Hold on. How many that, how that, many houses has she catered? A lot. So, why you? Why you? Mm, why luck. me? Because that day I was supposed to be working. I didn't go to work. How are you gonna go to work I, on your okay, brother's wedding? Hold on, wait. That's, that's one of hold on. Seventy-eight on days. Friday, listen to what. Listen Friday, to his question. How many houses has she catered? A lot. Okay. Um, why that house? How okay. many sons why were why, home that why, day? Why weren't someone else? There, so you're telling me that every other person that she's catered a wedding to, they have not had a brother. There's no chance involved oh, in any of no, this. No, no, I'll no, tell no, you no, why. No. I meant why. You guys think everything is scientifically so measured I'm saying, by millimeters. Uh, Arno, I'm saying, if, if it wasn't her, no, why no, wouldn't it be someone else? If that's not called luck. It's not luck. It's luck that that day I decided not to go to work. Not to go to work. And she shows up. I... My, she has I'm, to show up. It's her job. I no. met okay, but my I, wife. That day, I, I was supposed Keisha, to work. Patty, I didn't I, go. It's good to see you, Ida. Sorry, we're uh, getting light out and you're trying to sleep. but We're, we're, we're almost wrapping it up. We're, we're going into really? two hours. You guys, seriously, it's been so great to talk to you guys. I can't. No, I, 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 I want to I wanna ask Eno a question. <laughs> no rush. No, no, no. I want to finish I, this topic, I the, the luck situation, before we end the night. Yeah. yeah. I, I met my wife mm -hmm. when she was working at Chase as a private banker. Okay. I want to talk to Harry about Jagadakir. In How a many sure, girls sure. work at Chase? Jagadakir, okay. that's and a you great just walked into her office. Bye -bye. Perfect. I didn't walk into her office. I walked into her branch, mm -hmm. and I walked into. You could have just passed that light and gone to the next Chase, brother. Yes, but I've yes. been to hundred other Chases, and I was there. I noticed her, and I. What if she took that day off? You didn't notice her. Then, then I would have been married to That's her. That's not luck, bro. And then no, I would have, no. I, I would have married somebody else, and we would still have the same. Well, it was luck. No, it wasn't because I should have been married to Ani, right? You see, I look at Chaka. It's Daki not luck. You word. have to be able to uh, identify on, an opportunity. Yes, that's true too. Okay, you have to be able course, to identify. Yeah, if you if you pass up on every opportunity that's given to you, that's your fault. Yeah, it's like that guy that's yeah, drowning. No, a, no, no. Nava Galias Mano waiting for God. Okay. And then God, when you okay. get to heaven, God says, let's I say for example, things to let's, save you. Yeah. I let's, was there. Wait, let me give you this. Let's say, for example, he did. He saw Ani. He went, approached Ani. He talked to Ani. Ani shut him down. Yeah. What happens? I would go Persistence. back. Persistence. You would go back. Are you kidding? Okay. And then he really continued to shut her down. A, they I never, would go back again. If a woman doesn't <laughs> shut you down the first time, you're probably not going to be interested in the right reason the second time anyway. I, I agree with that. Edgar, too, on that. That's interesting. That's just natural. Guys, I don't know what it is about some guys that if you accept their invitation and their date right away, whether that's, you know, like, a physical thing or it's no, a coffee nature. thing, it doesn't matter. If you say yes, some guys are hardwired to think, Oh, is her feet okay? She said, she said, yes. Yeah. On to the next one. Like, I'm not even going to give this one a chance because As she said, yes, because men, men are uh, creatures of prey. Yeah. Predators. And if, predators. It's, if, it's, if, if they're predators, <laughs> sorry. And if their prey is very easy to get to, they're just it's not no eat. fun. There's no fun. Is it okay? Yeah. But, okay. We um, got Our feet is like, is going crazy right now. Our camera. Oh, it is a little yeah. bit. Yeah. I wonder why. I have no um, idea. So, I think it was I hope everybody could still hear I think us. Jagadaki took everything. Yeah, I guess no, it's luck. No, when Harry said Jagadaki, the everything only thing I, I, because I get that some, we're kind of conservative, traditional, and I'm I go to church, um, and we talked about Amot and the idea of shame is something else that I want to put. Sorry, guys. Shoot, Ray said we're live. Facebook so Ray, Facebook shut us off. Hi, Ray. After two hours.
Okay. Um, nice am I the only guest that that's happened to? Yes. Oh, boy. Sorry. Through Wiseness. I'm going to hear about how Chenis is a student. I think we can have you back for other uh, discussions. I'd yeah, love definitely. to, you guys. Hi, Armin. Sorry about that. It's been great. You guys, somebody, somebody chime in and tell us where we got cut off because we saw the camera flicker and then it, uh, the feed went away. So what, did, what was the last thing you guys heard? I think the last thing was Harry being fooled by Chick-fil-A. <laughs> Chick-fil-A. Oh, that was way No, that was way before. <laughs> oh, man. But Chick-fil-A sounds good right about now. <clears throat> yeah, it does sound good. No, we were talking about Chakatagi. I just was going to finish that thought up by saying that in our community, we believe in a lot of predestination and fatedness. Um, and and we want to believe that oh, you told, told me, me to be, be nice, nice, Jenny. Jenny. <laughs> the cashew yes, sir, cracked. Huh? Anyways. Ray says <laughs> this is more dramatic than Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna end with a we're gonna end with the Game of Thrones theme tonight. Go ahead. So Chaka Dagir. Just to just to t- say that yes, there it was all fine and, and happy and romantic when you met your partner. Or when you met your new boyfriend, let's say, after you you separated or what have you. Everything that you experienced is Jagadakir. Yeah. But there's people that don't that don't contextualize it when things go wrong. My daughter has a heart condition. Um, hold on. Let me tell Jackie we're back. And my daughter has a heart condition. And so there's people that don't understand Christianity and theology. And they will say, well, why did God do that to her? God did not do that to her. Things go wrong. There is evil in this world. We're of this world. And things go wrong because of the world, not because of God. God doesn't put that kind of challenge in front of you to test you, to see if you're going to still have faith or to uh, make you cry, basically, like cry for him. That Those kind of things don't happen as a punishment. Um, and your divorce doesn't happen because you're a bad person or your jagadakir had something in there that was meant to go wrong. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like your jagadakir, it's Jeremiah 59 11 help me sevag my plans for you are to prosper you to put good things in your path to make your path uh to make you strong on this journey not to make you weak and collapse so um yeah that that aspect of jagadakir that harry was saying um shouldn't be um Negative. negative seen as negative you shouldn't have shame because your marriage didn't work out as an armenian parent if you have a child that was born with special needs whether it's a heart defect at all i heard it from people a, a lot what did you eat during your pregnancy are you one of those people that took zofran yes you had hyperemesis you took zofran every day did you see that commercial for the class action lawsuit and i was like oh my god you ate fish too <laughs> did, much fish didn't do it to her i promise i didn't cause my child's heart defect but you mm-hmm. know it sits in the back of your head mm-hmm. what did i do 2911 thank you sevag that that's actually the first thing that came out of my mouth when the cardiologist came into the room to tell me about her heart is did I eat something during her pregnancy that that did this? Like, what did I do? Like, how did this happen? So you're trying to. How old? How old was it? How old was your daughter? Two days old when they came in with her diagnosis. Mm. Well, if it was, they didn't know in utero, and that's another thing I got from people was, did you find out in utero? Because there was a lot of Testing, questions yeah. about whether we would have kept her. 
um, had we found out if if she, it, the defect was there when I was pregnant. And I, she was born at nine months. Yeah, 38 See, weeks. My younger brother was born six months. He had a heart murmur. And he had a heart murmur. That's very common. And at six months, they did open heart surgery on him. No six way. Six months. He really? was like this big, man. I didn't and I think I think my dad was saying I could I could put him in the I could put him in both my palms and he was he would fit. Yeah. In was both. that here? He was, was here. He was at Venice, and like if we were in Armenia or if we were in a different country, a hundred percent sure that um, he wouldn't be here. Yeah. I, I guarantee you. Can you say the name of the heart condition again? Oh, hi, Robert. Um, it's called Tetralogy of Fallot. T O F. And her condition, actually, this was something really lucky of her particular defect. Um, it's usually only supposed to have one hole between the two chambers. She was born with two holes. Mm. Had she been born with one hole and we not discovered it, they sent us home. Like, these are the things when you say Jagadaki, luck, luck. You guys, I had an emergency C-section because she flipped at the last minute and went back to breach. If she had been born naturally... Um, and I got sent home after four days as opposed to having an emergency C-section and having to stay in the hospital longer and they did more tests on her. They would have sent us home. We wouldn't have known she had a heart defect that was going to deteriorate her. She was going to become hypoxic. She would have turned blue. She would have had mental retardation at that point. A lot of bad things could have happened, but you know these kind of things came into play. She had two holes that like when the heart expands and contracts, like does its beating, it, it did this whoosh whoosh thing that allowed for that recirculation of blood, oxygenated blood to stay in her body. So she was well longer, basically. Like her defect was even perfect in a way. Like could have been quiet in a sense. Yeah. But I mean, is would you consider that luck or would you consider that basically I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't want to, I don't want to say it's, it's not more luck. of a destiny type of thing. It's not, it's not really the oh, word luck no. is not what we're trying to use. They didn't hear that murmur immediately after she was born. They, they pulse ox every baby that's born. She was completely saturated. Yeah. She's hundred percent saturation, mm-hmm. you know, but how, okay. In that case, what would you Robert, say? Did to, that make sense? My answer. Yeah. I mean, what would you say to so many men particularly women are more conscious of their own body and their signs so many men especially armenian men die of heart attacks they have the signs they just ignore it do you call that luck or kind of not being able not identifying things not taking it seriously again (laughs) my mom had to dose my dad with this blood pressure medication and armenian coffee cups for years there you go you see so it had we recently lost a family friend 59 years old because he didn't pay attention to all the Thank signs you, and he died from a heart attack. Yeah. And I see this all the time and I'm sure so have you guys were. Yeah. But women tend to identify things. I need they... to live, man. I need to live. Men are so like ready for mortality. <laughs> I'll just die, whatever. And majority like, of my patients so are women, by the way. reckless with their lives in yeah. a way. <laughs> men just, men go. Women, they're like, no, I ain't going anywhere. I'm going to be on hospice for another six years. Yeah. Then I'm going to go back to a nursing home. Then. Let me ask you this. Let's say, for example, somebody who basically, uh, I don't want to talk, I don't want to say Jenny's kid, but somebody, somebody else's kid had the same condition, same, same defect. Not all parents are uh, equipped to handle Wait. something like that. And wait, that child what died. I, yeah. That kid went home and they died. Would you say that yeah. kid is unlucky? It's hard for me to, you know what it is? I, and I experienced that. Again. 
it's so, so there's that, that kid was meant to be no born and die, yeah. yeah well i don't know it's hard you have it's to be the parent you in can explain shoes. by religion by any way because i mean Possible. you're dipping into a religious aspect uh, robert asked the funny question no because i the, and the family that i know that experienced this actually there are they are also faithful and you've probably heard of them um they they use the hashtag Luca knows heart. The dad is um, was a Galaxy player. Now he plays for Houston, um, and their son was born with a very complicated heart defect. Like Mide's heart defect, there's a hole, and the aorta sits kind of funny, and the heartbeat will thicken her heart muscle over time, um, without that surgery, and then you know yeah. that's when the bad things would have happened, but. With beta blockers and the surgery, it was able to be corrected. And they opened up the leaflets and in, in the pulmonary valve. And at 13, probably at age 13, she will need another surgery. It's a lifetime condition. Now, Luca, on the other hand, was born and died after six days because he had a hypoplastic <clears throat> left heart syndrome. That is a serious defect. It requires three palliative surgeries to get the child to age eight or 10, at which point they need a full heart transplant. Wow. He made it six days and he was gone. Now, I know his parents have great faith and I can't put myself in their shoes, but I would never say like God saves Mire and God did not save Luca. That's not the case yeah. at all. Like, again, that comes from people that bastardize Christianity or theology or faith to you and try to, you know, make you have doubts about your, your life and your spirituality in a way. Like why, why yeah. do they, why do they think of it that way? Now I also know family who terminated a 21 week pregnancy um, because their child was going to be born with hypoplastic right heart syndrome. That's practically incurable. You can't really do anything about that. The child is born and they will die after several days. There's no three surgeries and whatever. No chance. No chance. Um, half of the heart, the right hypoplastic, it's like half of the heart on the right side did not get formed. No. On the left side, it can function and you do the surgeries. Right side, there's it's certain death. So they terminated at 21 weeks. And, and I remember this was after Mama Inhokin and Mireille's story. This mom came up to me and held my hands. And it was like this moment where she was, she wasn't sorry for what she had done. She just wanted one other person to understand that this wasn't going to be her second child. They already had an older child. Mm -hmm. She didn't want to go through this mourning grieving process. And they did what they had to do basically. Like they, that was the compassionate route. It was the only. You know, it was the, it was only, the route only route they had. Route that they had yeah. to consider. It right? would have been worse if the kid was actually born. They, yeah, um, and prolonging. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, you're making it ten times worse emotionally, physically, everything for yourself, for your husband, for everybody, for yeah, the entire family. Yeah, but uh, Robert. Yeah. yeah, no, Carolyn and Robert, they're all talking about Baba and Cocaine. We already we kind of talked <laughs> about this in the beginning. And um yeah, part guys one. don't guys don't communicate this way. Guys don't go online and guys don't sit around in coffee clutch with their friends. They don't see they don't get guys. therapy the way that that yeah. they get it over a bottle of jack and, and a barbecue. I mean we all have like three or four guys we can completely yeah. open up with and yeah, talk and, about and it tampons and you know, with. <laughs> I don't know what you guys do with your four or five. Oh we don't have that involved. But 
If you guys are into that, we'll leave Sevak, it to you. This is the off the rails now. Yeah. <laughs> do you want do you want to touch base on that organization for the high heart? Yeah, for the you high guys, heart. Let's touch base sure. on that before we call it a night because I know it's I'm what? I'm okay on time, dude. My her dad is with her and I can stay <laughs> tonight. She's going to Chick-fil-A's right after. We're going this. to Chick-fil-A. Larry, we'll see you no, there. No, wait, isn't O up the street? You guys want to go get an energy <laughs> Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> now she's all you. Uh, look at that. There you go. You guys have wives that are waiting for you at home. Yes. <laughs> So, Wives and children. So, it's only, only almost 10 o'clock. Yes. Wow. Yes. Take two lasts longer than this. I'm used to it. Um, I agree with you, Ray. We, we talked about your, your daughter. Daughter, right? Yes. No, son. Daughter. Ray's no, daughter. Ray's daughter. Yes. Ray's daughter. Emily. Yeah. Your Emily. wife is Arsine. I know. Like, she's in my mind hooking. We talked about it, Ray. Um, and, yeah, it's... It's not about God in this case, like exactly. not in the blaming sense. It's the belief, but not the blame. Um, Baba and Gokin, you guys, we love you guys. You can be part of Mama and Hokin in a way. You, you guys are part of Mama and Hokin. Our dads, I've Extended. always said it from the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> well, the four of the the four of us will be joining Mama and Hokin after yeah. tonight's show. Right? I'll be the mm-hmm. chief chief well, medical. Not advisor. will be. We have to see if administration will accept it. <laughs> hey, we know the administration now. We're in. Like You're Flynn. in. You have Edgar. Not Edgar. Don't Edgar. say we. Edgar, we are the administration. <laughs> yes. Listen, we are in. You have been. In. It's destiny. We are destined <laughs> to luck, bro. If, <laughs> if, if she didn't Hoki. come in, we would have never been part of Mama Hoki. Now, <laughs> luck brought us Mama Hoki. As of tomorrow, we're all part of Mama Hoki. Yes. Mama In. Mama In. Mama In. Let's talk about. Let's talk about. The first thing I'm going to post is a picture of a rash. I know. Oh, no. Arna, you are pictures? actually going to sit there and read all those comments? Bro, we're being sarcastic. Okay. <laughs> I do, though. That's what the moms that, don't... You would do. But that's I what the moms don't, don't realize think I would have the is time that I it. protect the group in such a way where I am reading every single... I scroll through all the posts. I approve all the I posts that go it. in, but I'm also reading every single comment that goes in. Jenny, I go, I go through real estate disclosures and I want to slap the other agent across the <laughs> face sometimes. Imagine if I was an admin for all my okay. I'd be like, let's let's meet at this coffee shop. <laughs> slap. Let's meet at this coffee shop. Slap. Well, why don't you just call him? Hey, come to my office. It's time for a slap. Exactly. <laughs> so volunteer. By so the way, Ray, ha- I'm wearing your hat tonight. He, did, he, did, he mentioned two. it. He said nice hat. I promised oh, Sevag and Roland that I would mention take two. And we could yeah. try to find a way to have you guys on take two. That we can all stream all of us? four of you from one well, camera. Well, we have, we can, we, we have the setup here. We have a setup. And we can connect to your setup. Yeah. Basically. Wouldn't you guys like to do that? That would be, be good. We'll do it. You, it'll be a chaotic cluster. Cluster. <laughs> so that would make seven people. A cluster, dude. Seven. Well, that would be, be a cluster of nuts. Cluster of nuts. Oh, exactly. You took the words nuts. right out of there my mouth. That would be six guys and one that's, woman. That's twelve nuts. Then. Wow. Are you sure? We're waiting for that joke to come in. Sevag, you owe me money. Can you say that again. He said it'll be. We collaborate. That's twelve nuts and. Two, two eggs. Ovaries. <laughs> and two ovaries. <laughs> Yeah, we're all going to hell. Uh, <laughs> That's funny. No, no. So, yeah, high, no, it's let's, so funny. high heart. It's, let's talk about high heart. High heart, sure. Um, I started this group after Mide's diagnosis came in. It's called Armenian Congenital Heart Network. Uh-huh. High hearts. And the tagline that I use is, I have a high heart. Um, and it was done mostly because 
Armenian families, they look at you in surprise. As, how did how did that happen? This doesn't happen among our. I've never seen this happen. I've never heard of this happen. But interestingly, when we were open and honest about it, a lot of Armenian families came out of the woodwork and said, my cousin has this, my cousin's kid has this. Um, they had open heart surgery as a baby. So we just became more and more encouraged to be open about her condition. Um, I mean, you don't want there some, to be something wrong with your child, but when there is, you shouldn't keep it a secret. Um, whether you notice that they're not talking, that's another major question in my mind, Hoking, yeah. speech delays, speech delays, speech therapy. I feel like some moms are way too anxious. They don't give their kid the chance to completely develop. But also, yeah, I mean, because we come from generations of hard-nosed, you know, one generation of us with high expectations. But I know for me, when Mire stopped talking after two and a half, three, she stopped. There came a point where we were, you know, we would do a lot of things. Um, we we would um, go to the zoo, go to the aquarium, whatever, and we would be sitting in the car and I would look in my back seat in the mirror, Mire, what did we do? Mama, are you? did you have fun today at the zoo? What do you remember? What did you see? Did you like the snakes? Utter silence. Now, sure, I didn't want to be the worrying, panicking mom, but I also knew they warned me with the heart surgery, certain delays could happen. Yeah. So she was always getting developmental testing starting from 18 months. Did she crawl on the right time? Did she walk at the right time? Is she cruising, etc.? And I was prepared for that. And um, when I got her tested at three, three and a half, they said she needed speech therapy. So when moms come to me and they ask about speech therapy, I'm very <clears throat> cognizant of the fact that there could be a real problem. And you don't want the family around them saying, ah, but it might not happen. You know what I mean? Speaking and communicating is not just making words. There's more function involved in that. There's socializing involved in that. When they're not socializing and they're not expressing themselves, it has a, it completely colors their personality. It colors the way that they interact with with society with the world so you want them to talk you want to know what's going on in their in in their inner world <clears throat> so in any case um the high hearts network it's not as uh broad it's not as untartag, let's say as my mind hoking not yet because i have so many things on so many different burners at this point it's a social media page right yes okay. it's on facebook they can find it hi arsine and um we have a few families that we've profiled of um, families with kids who have heart conditions. And basically, we don't want to re re recreate the wheel. There's, a, there's adult congenital heart network, children's heart network. There's camps for kids that have heart conditions, free camps in the summer. There, in no way would we be recreating any of those wheels except to say, we will have picnics with each other. We'll go on these walks with each other. Um, we'll introduce you to a family whose child also is born with, you know, let's say coarctation or transposition of the great arteries. Like, mm. you know, their child also went through open heart surgery at birth. I had eight months to process. Some moms immediately at birth, the child gets taken out Decision. by C-section and is rushed into an OR. And they don't get to spend that time processing. And... You know, yet another question that's a huge deal in Mama and Hokin, 
and you guys are four men that have had children, is postpartum depression and postpartum dysphoria. This is a very real thing that women need to be aware of. And you might know that you're experiencing it because you know your baseline is very happy and, you know, you should be falling in love with your child. And that's something I was going to, that's where we were going with that conversation is that with postpartum depression and all the things that she was going through, it took me a very long time to really fully realize that moment that they put her in my arms of huh, to now where I actually fell in love with my child because I didn't have that moment when she's born, when everybody told me, oh, they're going to put her in your arms and you're immediately fall in love with this child. It's going to be like nothing you've ever known before. But I didn't experience that. And not every woman does. So with, you know, that was one of the big things with my mind hooking, like, please don't tell women that that's going to happen to them because it might not. And then they're going to be so disappointed about this life changing moment. Anyhow. It didn't happen. Did you see Arnold's question? He had a question about. uh, Did he? Have you ever looked into the MTHFRG? Oh. If so, what correlations have you seen uh, from that and the effects on children? I know I've, I've researched that. Um, Mide's defect was actually only technical, mechanical. They did um, genetic fish testing. It's called fish. They did it on her dad and me and her. Her condition is not genetic. Mechanical. It's, it's purely mechanical. Like her heart was formed and beating before I ever found out I was pregnant 26 days and there's already a heart there and you know if you understand science Edgar (laughs) (laughs) not luck I'm I'm so teasing but it's it's even that has luck involved it is it seriously is if you think about it it's a cluster of cells that's forming and splitting and the little one small thing goes wrong one small tiny thing goes wrong and there's no luck I mean I don't know so was it luck that you're part of the wise nuts everything in life there's specific piece of luck in there yeah the people you run into where what family you're born into yeah what city you live in all of that. Oh, man. Come on. We've gotten I, into the metaphysical I, portion of the evening, say, ladies and gentlemen. I, I, say, <laughs> I say it's not what happens to you in life. It's how you allow to. Speaking of what yeah. Arnold uh, was saying affect earlier. Yes. Was saying Some earlier. decisions are not in your hand. Do you get to pick parents? No. Some people have horrible like what parents. You do Some with people your get parents lucky. are your choice, right, Wait. eventually. You, what you do with your parents mm-hmm. is your choice. What do you mean? Eventually, yeah. I don't get it. No, explain. Please explain this because I'm curious. What I said is, and I've gone through some issues in my life before when I was a teenager. So, my whole approach to life has always been: it's not what happens to you is how you deal with it's it. It's how you allow it to affect you. Yeah. Okay. There's people who, for example, have a health issue. All of a sudden, they start drinking alcohol or smoking getting to drugs mm-hmm. or there's people who get involved in that type of a organization and start kind Working of making on the themselves. best of it yeah and because yeah the key anytime especially when you deal with the health issue like what you've done when you get involved in an organization it allows it exposes you it to makes other it families yeah so now you don't think oh my god why did god do this to me why me it, it's it's like well why not me when you go to the children's hospital you realize so many kids fighting cancer and 
these deadly diseases. You're like, why? Why should a three, four, five, six-year-old kid have to go through this? But when you're exposed to that or you're involved personally, then at that point you realize, well, I can make a difference. I can do something to maybe help one child and that's going to be fulfilling for mm -hmm. me. I don't need to sit down and dwell on it and feel sorry for myself. E that, that's evil, my... basically like evil Nothing negativity. And no, he didn't. He actually, Edgar didn't. Um, but I would say like all of the negative things. Um, <clears throat> oh, Ray has a good point. Well, we'll um, see what Ray said. Exactly. That. Life hide, is ten percent of what happens, and ninety percent is what you do about that 10 it. You hide in the darkness. Do with it. Okay. And you, you expose could, you, things you to call the light. It luck. I call it. Luck. You, the word luck is not right. I don't think it's, it's called life. Luck no. is playing the lottery. I think That's I like luck. the Chakatagi's <laughs> word. Well, Chakatagi is luck. Arnold, can you clarify? Can you clarify? I think Arnold has a point that he just wants to expand on. So. <clears throat> Uh, which oh have you seen i know any? there's one mom in our group that her child has that and she has a lot of allergies there's a lot of allergies that go with it food sensitivities um immune system type of thing with that mthfr definitely but um about to agree with arm both of them i agree with arman and edgar is that there are certain things that are out of our control that do happen from dumb luck they do um but it if you respond to it by hiding, if you go off into alcohol, if you go off into that's cowardice. That's yeah. There it's that why they'll say it's luck because I happen to be driving by a bar and I stop by and then one drink led to another and now you have a problem if one lead drinks to another. <laughs> that's a problem. Yeah. That has nothing to do with luck, brother. Maybe I look at things a little too black and white. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't look at I don't look at it as luck. You can't. I mean. Mm. Just it's an opinion thing again, I guess. Arnold, I'll look into it for you. I can research it in the group, so I can I'll look into it for you. Yeah. Um, do we have any other questions before we call it a night? I think we can go on till Thursday. Literally, morning Jenny, we got to have you back again. Seriously, I think we got to do a collaboration with the uh, what the Wise Nuts and Take Two. Take yeah. Two. That would be wonderful. That would be actually be something we could take kind seven. of. <laughs> <laughs> literally i mean if i can handle four guys and i can handle two guys I... you can handle six you'll be I fine can handle six uh handle. guys again jenny was with us she's uh founder creator of mama in hockey she's also the founder creator of high hearts as well probably one of the most interesting people that we've actually had on the wise Aww, nuts because it's you you, you li really had like an interesting story as far as something you've created just out of just literally out of out of a, it was Facebook a whim. page. It was totally a whim. And it blew up. And there isn't 5,000 people on that damn page. There's actually 20,000 20, people. Members. 20, yeah, 20,000 members. So there's, and uh, hopefully the Wise Nuts will get on that page as well and just see all the drama that's going on. There's no drama. <laughs> I'm Hi, just, Anush. I'm, I'm just teasing. But Jenny, thank you so much for joining us again. Thank you. Uh, we're definitely going to have you, guys you back. Thank you for having so me. So we're going to do one thing before we call it a night. How about 10? Huh? Oh, that's right. Ten questions. The Guinea Fest. Anush are we doing said the ten, hi. Are we doing the ten questions both. or are we doing the Guinea Fest both. tickets? Let's go. Both. Two let's minutes. Go both. Okay, hold on, minutes. hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's do the let's... Wait, you didn't warn me about ten questions. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Okay. Uh, no, it's, it's, easy, two, easy it's, it's They're easy questions. They're not, they're not, they're not rocket science. Okay. But uh, which one do you guys want to do first? You want to do the ten questions first no, or you want to do the... Let's do the tickets first. You want to do the tickets first? We have 30 viewers right now. Let's go. Well, we're going to do all the members, so... All all the members are going to be part of it, but let's do, you know what? Let's do the let's do the ten questions really quickly. Uh, first one, mm -hmm. Coke or Pepsi? Coke. 
Pepsi. Tea or coffee? Coffee. Summer, winter? Winter. Shower, bath? Both. <laughs> Neither. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Wet wipes? <laughs> no pads. Oh my God, Chuck's. No. Um, it, it's funny. Like, I, I will, I don't wash my hair as often. Well, I, anyway, both, I guess. I don't what sit in long pick baths. One. Pick one. Shower. All right, there we go. This pick a, one. That was such a this, man this, thing. This is very, very important. This is the most important one. Pizza or burgers? Burgers. Are you yeah. serious? Are we really like... You're the only one, bro. Oh, Jesus. Uh, what, bro. Is there, what is there to Burger pizza, and cooked like rare, medium rare. Oh, nice. Oh. We haven't had anybody say pizza yet, have we? Land the plane, Jenny. <laughs> no one. <laughs> they started on 10 questions, Sevag. <laughs> uh, online shopping or in person? Uh, in person. Dogs or cats? Cats. Stepan Partamian uh, or Dr. Phil? Stepan. Stepan. Hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Great. Okay, win $50,000 or a friend wins $500,000? A friend wins $500,000. Okay. Speak any language or speak to animals? Speak any language. Okay. What language? I speak any... four, but any language would what be... What languages do you speak? Armenian, Arabic, English, Turkish, Spanish. Five. Five. Jeez, five. Okay. Last one. 100 years in the past or 100 years in the future? Past. Past. Wow. You know, I I watched an old movie. Do I get? You're asking me if I would go a hundred yeah, years in the past, or I want to see yeah, yeah, yeah. what or is going to happen a hundred years, years in the future. You know, neither. But fu- you know what? Future. You're not very good at this shit. No, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, you not that too great much. at the time. Have you seen the movie About Time? Which one? I've seen a lot of movies about time. No, it's called About Time. Oh, it's, is that the Justin Tim? Not Justin Timberlake. No. Um, um, I forget the name of the actors, but the kid finds out from his dad that he can go back in time, mm-hmm. anytime, and fix anything he wants, and it's going to be, you know, different time, w- different situation. But it's a real, real interesting movie because you learn how going back and fixing one thing messes up something else in the future. Eight other yeah, things. it's such a meaningful movie i wasn't expecting it a lot of sci-fi movies oh it's on my netflix right now okay i'm totally gonna watch this tonight i think it's a 2013 movie it's on my netflix i have it saved in my queue actually but i wouldn't do future either because that's not fair that's why i couldn't answer your question because it's like future i missed everything Mm -hmm. that happened from zero to a hundred forward that's i get it but it's like if i if i can Go 100 years in the past, you know I'm going after those lottery tickets. <laughs> and, then, yeah. and then Luck's going to take the rest or, of it away. Or, or Apple All or right. Microsoft. Exactly, stuck. Luck would have it, that machine would stop for you. <laughs> I get stuck halfway. Did or, I answer all 10 of them? You did, you did. All right, here's what we're going to do. Uh, we're giving away Guinea, Guinea Fest tickets, which is on May 9th. It's at the Chevy Chase Country Club. Um, and we have two tickets that we're going to give away to all the people who are following us and who are friends with us and who like the wise nuts. Um, what I have right now in front of me is every single person who has liked the wise nuts. So what we're going to do is I'm going to just scroll up and down. Jenny, you're going to say stop. Okay. And say stop. I'm seeing comments now that I didn't see before. Okay. All right. Let me, let you let me know when, you, you, when you're ready to say stop. Okay. Stop. I'm, okay. We have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Pick a number one through nine. Nine. 
It's, Nine? Yeah. That's my favorite number. Actually. Lilith Shabazian. Lilith Shabazian wins tickets to Guinea Fest. There you go. Ooh. Nice. Yay. So Lilith two Shabazian, tickets, right? two tickets to two Guinea tickets. Fest. Uh, Lilith Shabazian will reach out to you and uh, we'll let you know. Front row seats. Yeah, front row seats to, yeah. <laughs> <Down Durban. laughs> and, uh, thank you to Anush and uh, Stepan. Stepan and Anush, thank you so much for the tickets. Uh, Lilith will reach out to you and let you know how exactly uh, you could redeem your tickets. You're and, one uh, lucky person. You, literally, we're all going to be there, by the way. Uh, <laughs> May <laughs> what? May 9th. May 19th. Okay. May 19th. Oh, is it 19th or May 9th? 19th? I'm sorry. May 19th. I'm sorry about that. Yeah. I know there was a 9 in there. And last week, the winner of our raffle to the Greek concert uh, yes. was Claudia Varkesian. Um, she won two tickets two. to the concert that's coming up this Saturday, May 4th at the, the Rose, Rose in, in Pasadena. Pasadena. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. Pa so she'll go party out Paola, there. Paola is uh, the main, main uh, singer that night and several other... Um, and Annette was the one that gave Sebag, away. are you taking yeah. notes about some of the things that we have to do on take yes. two? Wait, Ooh, I think uh, I, feel, I feel like right now take hey, two is trying to use all of our ideas, bro. <laughs> hey, Weisnuts, come on our show. We'll use all your. All right, notes. so hey, there, Jenny, post to the membership of twenty thousand for <laughs> to watch. Yeah, Jenny knows how to, to use the right Weisnuts. button. There you go. She knows all the right buttons. Yeah. <laughs> Jenny, thank you so much for being with us thank again you, on this wonderful, wonderful thank Monday. You guys. Sorry for the technical difficulties. No, Sorry to our followers for the technical difficulties. Yes. I guess uh, we got we, we got to look into that yeah. two hour thing. I guess yeah. once part we surpass, one and part two. I'm yeah. gonna call Zuckerberg tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what we'll do is we'll, we'll create a we'll create a fee, a yeah. post or something where it says there's part one and part two, so people yeah. you know they they chime into both the episodes. Awesome. Jenny. Thank you so much. Thank you. We'll definitely have you on again. And now love we'd that. love the four of us to actually join Take Two and uh, yeah, co collaborate. Collaborate. Yes. Talk amongst ourselves. Absolutely. Have, have a, a great, great Monday, guys. Well, we'll see you guys night. next week. Good night. Good night.